find Billy? No. Time for your first fight. Any helpful hints? You'd be fighting a Korean, a Taekwondo fighter. He'd be all kicks, no hands. So don't try to outkick him. Stay in close and finish him off with your upper body strength as quick as possible. Okay, let's do it. Cage 2, all original music. I know you're shocked to hear that. You sure? They didn't sample that from somebody else's work. It might have been. Who you knows? Said, I heard some Riverbend in there. You heard some Riverbend? Maybe a little Pete Stegman in dun. there? Dun, dun. <laughs> dun. That's, that's some Riverbend. Yeah. If there were some shoelace headbands, I would have known for sure there was some Riverbend influences in here. But just the music alone hasn't got me convinced. I forgot all about Riverbend's music except the last song at the end there. Murray, here we go. We got a sequel on our hands. This is one of the first and only times we've ever done a movie with a sequel in order. We did Cage about two years ago, (laughs) and now we're doing Cage 2. This is how we roll. So we do have to help out here. A, everyone should be going onto YouTube searching Cage, Lou Ferrigno, because that's the easiest way to pull up the original Cage movie. And you should watch that fucking uh, no, movie. I think even better. I think we should put our cage review on YouTube and tell you to go listen to that and fuck that movie. Give okay. us your downloads. Yes. But also see the movie because it's amazing. We need to get people watching this movie. Well, 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 well it's going to be even easier pretty soon here because we, of course, here at Merman Productions, we don't have the Midas touch. We have the Blu-ray touch. Another movie we've covered is getting a Blu-ray release. Yeah, Death Ring. Who? Death Ring. Who? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay movie, great fucking episode for us. But great cast. But... Amazing cast, the big names. McQueen, Swayze. Well, I was thinking more Drago and Branscombe. But... Oh, yeah, and then there's a couple guys named Brago, Brago and Branscombe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already going full dyslexic here. So let's catch. You're getting in the mind of Billy. I'm getting in the mind of Billy. That's right. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. So in the first movie, we have several reoccurring characters. Our two main characters, Billy and Scott, Reb and Lou. And then our main antagonist. Huh? Lou and Reb. Yeah, Lou and Reb. And then our main antagonist uh, is back. And I guess it's really just three characters come back from the first movie. Well, I think, yeah. This is... this. I enjoy this movie, but it's definitely a step down from the first cage as far as, like, star power. Oh, Murray... 
Who's missing in the second movie? Well, there's a lot. Al Leong's missing. Al Leong Who, is a good guy. And has lines. And has lines. Tiger Joe. Fucking great name. Brance Combe isn't in this. He's great work. He was a villain. He had his own gang. He was so good. He really fucking worked a scene. But they were, I mean, God, you know, Ferrigno's like, you got to pay his price. You don't have money left over to get anybody else. So and, had, uh, I mean, Lou really tried to bring the acting uh, chops to this tried. one. Mm. I... I, th- I think I said this in our first re- Cage One review. Half the time, I had no idea what Lou was saying. I I couldn't interpret it. Uh, we didn't know. We- this movie is so fucking rare. We had to go out of our way and buy a bootleg DVD. Some fucker had the nerve to charge twenty dollars for a bootleg. You'll thank us when you pay twenty dollars for the Blu-ray. Yeah, twenty, and it's probably going to be both movies. And, uh, and we'll probably be doing the audio commentary. We've already that. we've already been in touch uh, with uh, I forget the director's name and the writer's name. He Mark did both Lester. of them. Mark Lester did not do these movies. They're too good. There's not enough bisexuality in it either. There wasn't any. But they've already been in touch with us. I I've been getting so many. It's it's hard because the emails they get backed up. They tell us that we're basically keeping DVDs alive. We're keeping DVDs alive. We're keeping Blu-rays in the circuit. We're keeping those laser discs nice, hot, fresh, that's ready the next to read. Thing. Everyone talks about vinyl. It's laser discs. Well, of course, that's the trend. You know, CDs went out. No one gives a shit about CDs. DVDs and CDs. I'm gonna shock you, but they're the same exact size. Now, if you're talking about laser discs. Twice as big, hard to put anywhere. Twice as better, heavier, and the equipment to play it way big. Everyone's into that and kind of thing. You can play it on a turntable. Not a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, put the one ear muff in and listen to nothing because you can't play it. It's like a hologram. Like oh, Star it plays Wars. a hologram. It's like Star Wars. Hologram. I haven't done that yet. I didn't want to wreck my uh, Why do you think my we needle. Talk about laser discs so much. <laughs> All right, so. I've been getting all the emails. They're piling up. I got one last week. Well, it was uh, in or, you know, uh, in uh, reference to our Class of 84 episode. Big fans of North Carolina Joe, uh, these people. But they sent us an email, and they said, Mr. Theater, we love your podcast. Over here in Luxembourg, where we have a lot of bridges, your butthole Luxembourg? warming. Yeah, Luxembourg. The, the little country in Europe? Yeah. Okay. We have a lot of bridges over here, and the way you talked and embraced warming buttholes under the bridge was to a T. We're glad that everyone can know of our six safe sex you know, uh, standards over here. So, wait, are you saying if your butthole is warm, you won't get STDs? What are There's, you talking about? Uh, Murray, I didn't get in. The guy didn't go into the details. I didn't go into the details, but he said, okay. over here in Luxembourg... You are the best podcast. Everyone the listens. capital of Europe, even though it's a very small nation, a lot of bridges. A lot of bridges, a lot of buttholes being warmed up, and we got it right. So we're Happy highly respected over you're, there. You're welcome, Luxembourg. But yeah, Luxembourgers. Amongst, amongst those emails, we're, we're getting contacted about doing the commentary on Cage 1 and 2 Blu-ray box I said I'll only do it if Reb's involved. We got to get Reb. Uh, we're both going to have our poofy blonde hair, so we're going to see who wears it better, me or Reb. It's going to be me. I think Reb's lost a bit more hair at this point. No, I think he's... keep. He probably keeps it tight like keep, he did in the yeah. first one. He's got it like mine right now, last yeah. picture I saw. Him. He's 70-something now, for fuck's sake. This is true. All right, Murray, 
We got to get back on track with Cage 2. Should we give like a little backstory for the people who are too stupid to listen to our Cage 1 episode? We already did a backstory. No, we didn't. We don't know why Lou's retarded. We don't. They were in <laughs> Vietnam together, okay? And uh, Reb was his commanding officer, and they're like evacuating. They're being chased. And Reb is like hanging by like this hand of Lou's holding him from the chopper. Lou gets shot in the head. Yep. Drops Reb. Does he drop Reb? No, actually, he Red doesn't. He manages to hold on, yeah. So then And they... the blood that spurts out looks like <laughs> like you punctured a jukebox. Well, look, or his a cigar box. looks like somebody put a cigar out on his yes. cigar head. So he's brain damaged, and and Reb Scott's his character name. feels guilty about it, so he takes care of him for the rest of his life. I mean, as we'll learn, Lou is a kept man. He loves it. He's like a little bitch. He's like... What's, wants someone to take care of him. Yeah, so in Cage 1, he is full-on 8-year-old Lou Ferrigno and, you know, 8-year-old yeah. brain and a, you know, 35-year-old bodybuilder. Well, once he gets his dick wet, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of getting my... He's, maybe he, he was in the pussy fog, I think is what it was, Did he get dude. his dick wet? He, I think he did something with... Uh, oh, they, they, had, they had some very chaste kisses, but in Lou Ferrigno's world, okay. that's like sex. But in the first movie, he's an eight-year-old. He he messes with Reb all the time, and Reb's like, you gotta stop beating me. You are yeah, he, 100 pounds heavier he wants full to of wrestle muscle. wrestle with Reb all the time. Yeah, and watch wrestling. I think Mark Lester wrote that. So. Yeah, and he wants to play the arcade machines. He... he He's a child in the first He's got a, a vanity plate that says Yoshi 1 on oh, it. Jesus, Murray. <laughs> and, uh, I don't even know what that means. But and yeah. then, uh, yeah, he gets he gets kidnapped in the first movie by the mob. Yeah, and a, the mob, and we see this uh, translate into the second movie as well. He's going to befriend anybody who just takes care of him. Yes. And by take care, he means bring him a lettuce sandwich he's a whore. he is a whore. We'll, we'll learn there's three stages of people we'll learn that later on in the movie yes. he, he's the horror oh yeah no we could just spell it out there's three types of people in billy's world whores scum and friends <laughs> that's it and he's full on horror is he an incel <laughs> is that what's going on here is that why he calls all women whores or no, just knows is the it deal. is it genderless it is genderless he's a fucking whore okay there we go people take care of him <laughs> He's like, I'll do what you want. You got to take care of me. So in the first movie, the mob, they take care of him by giving him lettuce sandwiches with Iceberg some mustard. lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. The finest of all lettuces. And crisp. for whatever reason, Lou Ferrigno decides his character eats his uh, sandwiches by the middle. So he takes a giant Like, like bite. a corn cob. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bizarre. But, but I would think a brain-damaged man would eat a sandwich like that. So I think he's he's going method on yeah. this shit. And uh, so at the end of the movie, as we alluded to at the end of last week's episode, he gets bonked on the head and Looney, Lo- Looney Tunes logic takes over. And suddenly he sees clearly and can talk normal and I act normal. I, I don't remember that at all. I think you just thought that happened i don't remember that happening at all what's that that he became normal once he got hit no no okay we can't do this now but we'll (laughs) yeah we can review the tape okay but it'll be the third week in a row i'm gonna be right because i was right last week and the week before about something that he was so adamant that i was we were both right about one thing from the under siege episode we're always both right people that's gris way saying i'm wrong Mm -hmm. anyway so you know in gris world he's normal again well, he goes back and forth through this movie, Cage 2, like like all the time. Yes, in this movie, it starts out, and he is like, in the opening scene, he's a child again. They want the blue stuff. Right out of a Sunny D commercial. 
And then Purple minutes. Stuff is a Sunny D commercial. Okay, Murray, thank you. And saying you're wrong again. That's all I'm saying. I know I'm wrong. Oh my god. So, and just like ten minutes into the movie. He's back to be – he's kind of like functioning like an adult, but whenever he delivers any kind of dialogue, he's holding a toy car. He's talking like a like a normal functioning well, person, but he's holding a toy not, car. He's not talking like a normal functioning person. It's still Lou Ferrigno, but – But he's not saying, yeah. oh, like wrestling? Yeah, he doesn't talk he, like a caveman. Yeah. He's, he's still, you don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I mean, he can't help it. He's hard of hearing. We all know that. We all know why Lou Ferrigno talks the way he does, and why he has to play this role the way he's playing it. Yeah, they definitely pumped the brakes a little bit on the full artard in this one. They were like, he. <laughs> I don't know if Lou was like, guys, you made me look like an asshole in the first movie. Pro- I could see him being like that because I have to tell you the uh, the Hercules movies we did. According to Sybil Danning, they were supposed to be fucking hard R, fucking and killing. And she, she was all into it. She's like, fuck yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. And Lou's like, no, I'm a family man. These have to be kids' movies. And he had the power to make those that would have been probably way more awesome. I agree with the that. kids' movies. Sybil had to try her hardest to get her tits just like falling right. all over no, the place. I don't a, think she had to work too hard on that. I think a, that's her. She's a pro. She that's her talent. Her, yeah. That's her Billy Drago hand acting, Boot tit acting. acting. Yeah. yeah. I like it. So he's not quite full, uh, fully, you know, mentally handicapped in this movie. Still a little slow. He's being injected with the juice. Still holding that car. We don't really know what that is. They say call it vitamins. Vitamins. I don't know yeah. what that means. Raging is it P two P? Who knows? This was ninety four. They took a five year. He hiatus. doesn't need steroids. He's fucking huge. So I don't know what it was. Who knows? We took a five year break in between the two Cage movies. We're picking it back up right where it left off. I mean, I was excited for this. It's a little slower. It takes a while to a get going. Thoughtful, a little less Eliong. A little less Eliong. We need. We do more get Eliong. some. Uh, we get a balding Asian guy and a yeah. guy who doesn't talk. Yeah, and he giggles though. Yeah, and he uses a broomstick as a weapon. Yeah, practical Joker that man. All right, we have done enough stepping on each other's toes. Toes. Let's go ahead and get to that trailer. <laughs> We stepped on our toes, and now we're going to step on this show. Everybody, get ready for some Cage 2, Arena of Death. Doctors saved my body. They couldn't save my life. I don't understand. Cut most of me died back in Vietnam. The cage fights are not so secret anymore. We broadcast via cable television to the entire world. Tim Lam Yin is behind the fight. Tim Lam Yin is dead. Billy crushed that worm a few years ago. Stay right here! Cripple a bit, but very much alive. If we continue with the shots, how long do you think we will last? His heart could burst at any time. We give you an evil medicine to make you more aggressive. I'm ready now. The people want to see me in the cage. Billy never fight for you. He would if he thought you were dead. Think of your friend often, yes? I don't believe he's dead. Billy! Billy! I just don't feel it. Ian has Billy. Either you 
Interpol, the Triad, or anybody else is going to keep me out of Chinatown. The best way of finding Billy is face him in the cage. As long as I can go in disguise. Continue to fight to win so that no harm comes to you. Race. Broken black. And all the years of agonizing pain. What's the matter, Billy? Does your chest hurt? I must give you the injection. Oh, for shot! You know our arrangement? You fight, can I take care of you? Yeah, well, the arrangement are changing. Welcome back. Great trailer. Probably learned a lot. Probably heard a lot of weird. Is there a trailer? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. A lot of weird. I mean, I I think I got some clips that might get work their way into the final product here. But the post production audio of this movie is interesting. Yeah. A lot of weird screams. A lot of familiar screams. A lot of familiar screams. Just a lot of shit happening, and it made me very happy. But if you're watching this movie. You're going to feel like you're on drugs. It's with, jarring. It's very jarring. It's all over the place. Because no screams line up with anyone's mouths. That as well. That as well. All right, so Murray, we're opening up this movie. Cage 2, where are we? Before we were in the sweet suburbs. They had their whole gym outside. They had a nice little patio. They had it all. But now they're in the hard streets of Chinatown. What Are they? Happened? We don't really know that. They could still be in the same neighborhood. They. We saw Scott's house. They moved to Chinatown. We had an apartment. You're right. Oh yeah, yeah, apartment. But yeah, well, you're they, right. They yeah. Moved to so, well, I mean, they got their maybe their oyster bar. Billy's oyster bar isn't working out. I mean, they say maybe, later on it was, was. there a pandemic. I don't know. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe there was a five year difference. Could have been a pandemic in there. This movie could have been set in 2020. 20. Maybe maybe China the Chinese love oysters. There's a so. lot there's a lot of bad eating going on in Chinatown. So maybe they had a mini kind of pandemic. Oh okay. Oh oh I see what you're saying. Okay. But no, they're in the supermarket, which is a warehouse. It's a warehouse. It's a big lots. It is a big lots. There's fr- they pan out at one point and there's furniture, there is used clothes, and then in this one corner that we're in, there's refrigerators that are half full. There's like a dog in a cage. I didn't know what that was. Didn't know what that was. And there's just produce in boxes, unmarked, yeah, various yeah. things in various Probably places. Spoiled stuff, you know, that they get rid of. The real supermarkets get rid of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just go dumpster it's a, diving. It's a discount, like, supermarket. So what is going – I mean, Reb's dressed to the nines here. He's got the fucking dockers on, pulled right up under his nipples. Got I was – his hair was troubling me. It was very floppy <laughs> and sloppy. I don't know what was going on with Reb's oh, hair, it, but it disturbed me. It had a good little volume to it. You know, it was very, it was very blonde. It was very nineties. It's very nineties. He was very nice. He had all everyone's clothes is baggy as fuck. Well, we also while it's going on, we see a, a mysterious Asian gang of baggy suited guys walking towards this. Oh yeah, and the one guy's got big flowing rock hair, rock star hair, <laughs> rock star hair. Awesome. 
oh, I look frizzed out as fuck, but, you know, he means business. So, so Billy's he, a child, as we pointed out. Yeah, he's still in his infant, infant, infantile brain mode here. So early what, is on it, in the what movie. does a child want to eat, Griff? Murray cookies. Of course. He wants cookies. He wants gar- sugary garbage drinks. I don't know how he maintains that body just eating shit all the time, but he does it somehow. Ma- amazing. And he's just like, I want some cookies. And then he's like, whatever. He can sell. He's like, Serenity now, Serenity now. He wants to just beat the shit out of Billy. He's like, why don't I just dump this guy? <laughs> but I feel guilty. <laughs> he, no, he loves Billy. Come I don't on, think man. So, and then while Billy, or us, uh, yeah, Billy is talking about how good the cookies are, he's explaining to Scott the commercials he saw, like a child would. He saw the cookie commercial on TV, so he's explaining it to Scott. Scott's just rolling his eyes like, oh, Billy. A baby walks by, like a woman with a baby on a, you know, in the backpack carrier thing. And that blows Billy's mind. He's like, oh, baby. And he grabs it. Did you, were you a little afraid that we're going to have a Lenny situation? I I remember the little kid that comes and grabs some uh, blue stuff or OJ. I forget what he got. Yeah, he did grab the blue stuff. Because Scott goes, Get that OJ, because we know OJ does a body good. It can protect you from drug addiction. If only he would have taken that and might have saved him later. Like, in the I don't want the orange juice. I want the blue stuff. I saw the commercial. I need the blue stuff. Kids love it. He's like, well, you got to drink it. He's like, he's like your mom. He's like, you're going to drink all of it if we get it. Look at it. It's blue. Of course I'll drink it. And you're uh-huh. right. That little kid comes up, just all smiles, gets him a bottle of blue stuff. Billy gets that blue stuff. Scott's like, all right, Billy, I'm going to go talk to, s- to some of this talent in the store over here. He walks off. Billy opens up some of the blue stuff. And in his defense, it was window cleaner. It was not, <laughs> I don't know why they had it in a refrigerated thing. Blue stuff was window cleaner. He even he's always brain damaged. He spits it out. Dumps. There happens to be like a, a fucking garbage Trash can, can right next to him. He dumps it, and then he dumps all the other blue yep. stuff in there. And he says to the camera, looks directly at it, winks. No one should drink this stuff. It's bad. All right. So, Reb, you, you said some babes caught his eyes. Some mom jeans were just flashing. Ooh, yeah. Chick was wearing a beret for some reason. Oh yeah, nineties fashion man height. And Reb looks in there. He's got moves for days. I'm gonna try to. I use think they're some checking him out. Weren't they checking him out? It's hard to tell. I think it was. He mutual. was like he was checking some cantaloupes out, sniffing them. And they Egypt, were like the they're background. just crushing in because they're just molded out and <laughs> you know bad. <laughs> Is this over ripened? Uh, but yeah, there's mutual things happening between these three. They're yeah. all looking at each other. They're all into it. He looks in their grocery. They, they just have a hand basket with like a bag of chips in it. He goes. Oh, you guys got a big night planned? And they're like, the biggest night. Look at this bag of chips. It's the family size. We're going to have a huge party tonight. He's like, are you sure there's two of you? Or That's a lot, a lot for just two people. That's a lot for two people. By the way, my name's Scott Monroe. How are you? And he kisses one of their hands. Oh, and the blushing. The blushing. I don't know how we could see that through the grain of a VHS ripped v- uh, DVD. We actually had to go through. There was a tracking line at the bottom of this whole movie. I had to Blade Runner it, and I was just enhance, enhance. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't work because all he was saying was enhanced in my TV. <laughs> but just as he's about to seal the deal, get those digits, the gang, Asian gang just busts in and starts opening fire. Yeah. And I love it like. Rep Scott 
grabs the two women and uses them as his shield. He like throws them in front of him. Yeah. And they just get blown away. And he falls on that big pile of cantaloupes. He's got his back to the cantaloupes. The two women are in front of him. And it's his Vietnam instinct. (laughs) He just grabs them, uses them as shield, falls backwards. So we get a we get to see like the gang shoot everybody up, and we hear those weird screams happen. <laughs> Just post production, beautiful audio, horrible foley work. Everything in this movie is insane. Lighting very dark too. Yeah, and again we get to see this whole warehouse, grocery store. It's bizarre, and finally we get back over to Billy. Who's like climbing to his feet, and he's gonna go after uh, the the Jin, Asian the gang head guy, Jin. Yeah, his name was Jim. Jin, Jin, Jin and Yin. Yeah, yeah. And he shoots Billy in the stomach. I'm like, holy shit! What? Well, no worry, it's it's a dart. Yeah, and I guess it had knockout shit on it because it knocks Billy out. He has a Vietnam flashback before going down. He does have a we, I like that they use the footage from the first right, movie, to, like fill in the gaps in case you haven't seen it. And then we get bit, uh, or Scott climbing under the... He pushes the two women out of like, his way. Billy! 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 Classic Reb yell. And he just throws the women off like they're trash. He's not even concerned if they're alive. <laughs> Concerned about Billy. I did notice that he he used their butts to mount up, you know, pull himself up, and he said, "Those are ripe." Oh, so, see, as a cantaloupe, you know. <laughs> Scott, you devil! You. And then we just cut to cage fights. No I, time wasted. I love it. I don't want to see some fucking you know backstory. No, I'm gonna go a, a little way out of order. We're gonna zoom out for a second here. I don't remember the first one being so focused on Billy. I felt like we had more reb time. Well, Reb was always he was looking for Billy, so yeah. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the same in this movie. Reb's still always looking for him, but I feel like we barely got Reb, and we mostly saw really bad, half-ass choreographed fights with uh, with Billy. And... You would be right. Okay, so we're going into his first fight. So apparently, we don't know. Like we said, we don't know what they injected Billy with. He's getting vitamins. I'm using air quotes. And it enrages him. Somehow it helps his brain damage, too, because he's when he's enraged, he's totally normal again. And he's killing people. I want more! Feed me more! <laughs> and he's just enjoying the hell out of murdering people. Of course, like we've gone, we said a million times, this is my dream scenario to have this set up. Like, yeah. All the beautiful people. And Are and you going as far? I mean, we're in the Cage Cable Network studio. That's the only... only place you go is up grabs so of course i'm thinking like they had the rafters with the uh national flags the american flag of course had a little stain possibly yeah. a shit stain Somebody on it their butthole with that somebody was and uh, yeah he's just he's just like because he's fighting some uh blonde dude yeah he, he was an american gladiator i think his name was malibu was his american malibu. gladiator name i like it and he's like a surfer dude with a manang chin, a blonde manang chin. Lou just kills him. He just murders him. It's no big deal. We get a commentator that looks, where was your mom at in 19, where were you born? <laughs> 87. Because this guy looks eerily like Griff, who's doing the commentating. He's got big old mustache, giant fucking glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the dork from Wonder Years glasses on. And he's just like, yeah, because I don't think they had commentating. And I want to also point out very... Uh, 
very inclusive. There's a lot of women cameramen or camera persons. I you're right. Say. No, you're right about Which that. You would not the see production. normally. I'm not going to let women stand when you're a camera. My fucking you know cage fighting organization. You are right about that. Now I didn't catch our commentator's name. I know the first name was Vinny, but I couldn't tell if it was Rosenbottom or Rosenbaum. It was Rosenbaum. Bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny Rosenbaum, and he's calling the night. He's got the worst commentator voice possibly. It's very nasally, not really inspiring, and yet the crowd loves him. They love their Vinny. He's no Excalibur, that's for sure. And he's got a little, instead of having a bell to start and end matches, he's got a gong. Of course, he's in Chinatown. You gotta, you know, play your and, crowd. And Yin runs the place, and he's an right. Asian man, so. I insist you I... hit the gong. Bang a gong, get it, it on. That is good shit, pal. And yeah, he's uh, he's doing his best, though. Yep. So, you know, Vinny, he closes out the night. This has been another great episode of Cage Cable ne- ne- News Network. Vinny Rosenbaum with another night of no home for cage fighting here from the Cage Cable Network. What other shows are on the Cage Cable Network? Nonstop cage fighting. Anything, anything that takes us in a cage, basically. Luke Cage, right. the original Marvel series. They had right. that. Um... Billy Cage from from I believe he's one of the Mortal Kombat fighters. They just had people playing him in the arcades. I don't know any other cages. Christian Cage, the Bird Brian Cage. cage. They, was the Bird Cage out yet? Yeah, yeah let's La- just say no, it was. it's called La Caja Fall is what the proper name for the Bird Cage. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cage work going on. Here. <laughs> Let's go to that dressing room, though, and we got Billy. He's getting he's getting the tension release. He's getting a very awful uh, Death Race 2000 massage where there's just dabbing at his muscles. <laughs> yeah, this is Milo. This is sh- introducing. Is it Milo? I thought it was just another Asian one. I thought it was Milo. It I thought be. she was the only know. one who touched him. <laughs> but uh, we should point out that this movie is... Introducing actress Shannon Lee, who went on to do amazing things, I imagine. Yeah, as I've always said, if you're ever, that's your first movie, you get the and introducing credit, you're never going to work again in Hollywood. It always <laughs> works that way. And this is no different. Oh, I like uh, my notes I put, he gets a message. <laughs> Not a massage, he gets a message. Yeah, get me a better massage than yeah. this, because <laughs> this blows. So he's demanding, he... We're, we're seeing a whole new because even in Cage One, he was willing to fight for his friends. He thought his right. kidnap he's got Stockholm syndrome. Right. Thought his kidnappers were his friends because they gave him the iceberg leg sandwich. That's all you do to win people over, right? And now he's just bloodthirsty, and he's like, "My tummy hurt. I need better opponents. Thicker necks to break." He's just having a tummy ache. All through the movie. I guess that's where they inject it. It's like rabies shots. Maybe they give him rabies shots. Because they're giving him injections in his stomach. And he's always like, Ah, oh, my stomach hurt! It feel like it gonna explode! And he's he's got a little Hot Wheels car, and he's just playing I, with the wheel on it. You think it's it. the shots, or does he has Vinny's before the fight? Because so he said Vinny's will tear up your system, dude. I Hey, we don't... I'm not we, talking about Vinny Rosenbaum. I'm talking no. about Vinny. Here's the problem with that, though. We know his diet. It's cookies, blue drink, and uh, iceberg which, lettuce sandwiches. Which, like you said, is Windex. It's not, yeah. There's no such thing as blue drink. You know, it's purple drink. It's the purple. That's if the you looked drink. in the Scott's hand cart early in the first scene, there was just heads of iceberg lettuce <laughs> yeah, and buns. Eat some. And moldy buns at that. So maybe that's what's doing it, the mold. I don't know. His stomach's hurting, and they're like, I need another vitamin shot. Oh, boy. 
And Yin, I want to give one. I want to give Yin fucking great voice. It's silky smooth. It is. What's great? You say, Billy. We do need to point out that okay, guys. Spoiler for the first cage. Still go watch it. Wonderful trip. So Billy gets a hold of Yin in the first movie and bear hugs him, and right. you just hear. They had better post-production work in there, but you hear a lot of snapping. Yeah, it was just someone snapping a celery stick. Yeah. Basically the sound effect. And Yin falls, and he's just bleeding out of every orifice, eyeballs, earballs, mouthballs, everything, nose. And then the movie, as it fades to black, you see a ring finger on Yin, Yin's hand start twitching. Yeah. That was great. It was great setup. But, uh, great what, setup. What was the, the year difference between this movie? Five years. It was oh 89 God. and 94. I can't fucking believe someone tried for five years to get this sequel made. I really, it feels like they made it a year later and then they just got caught in post-production hell because they didn't have an <laughs> audio guy. So then somebody's like younger friend with, you know, a Casio keyboard is like, I can do it. You ever hear Riverbend? That's my only credit. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's get over to Scott. He's got it. His he- usual way, just wander around, stream <laughs> Billy. He's Billy! His jacket cut. <laughs> it's great detective work right there. Uh, he his jacket for some reason reminded me of Pete last week's uh, clothing. Just the tan and black that he had yeah, on. It was very baggy. I remember. I and it was that. baggy. Yeah, I was, yeah. I'm gonna put that up on our, our Twitter. I noticed that as well. So he's wandering around Chinatown, their neighborhood. He might run in. Who knows? He might run it. Wait, that was Little Tokyo and Little to- Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah. So it's not. He's not going to run into Dolph Lundgren. Well, he does train in Little Tokyo in this movie. Yo, so he could have. <laughs> could we have. almost crossed. Two roads. gigantic blonde men could have just bumped into each other with huge dicks bigger than I've ever seen. Red, the this this fucking indent in uh, red. See, pants. that's the thing. Reb's oh. such a fucking player. Dolph Lundgren's character goes, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen. It. I've seen my dick. Check out this fucking monster. Four inches? No. Two inches from the ground. Wow. <laughs> All right. So he's heading over into Chinatown, and we see there's this bald fucking Hulk Hogan geek. He's got the <laughs> he's got the fading uh, top yeah, hairs. Yeah, he's a balding Asian man. Yeah. And he's got like a little dude with an Asian man with a beard with him. Doesn't he, or is he not? I don't remember. If yeah, he doesn't come up till later. Him, yeah. He comes in later. He comes up in like so a he's like, man, I've been I've been a lot of hard looking for Billy. I need to get a drink. Yeah, pops into a little dive bar. It's an Asian themed dive bar because Chinatown, right? So a lots of shady shit happening. It doesn't look like they could serve even a cocktail, and yet they serve food in this place because there's a man in the corner in a suit dressed very well, eating with chopsticks. Probably he's got ice- like a bowl cut. <laughs> did he have a bowl cut? Yeah, he had a bowl cut. He was from. He's been in some movie we've seen. So he looked familiar. I did enjoy that he was eating iceberg lettuce out of a bun <laughs> with chopsticks yeah. and dipping it in soy sauce. Iceberg lettuce sushi. It was just, <laughs> raw, like, it's just it's, everything's wrapped in iceberg lettuce. <laughs> It's great quality. foley work is that crunch, dude. dude. The crunching. That oh. was the only good foley work was the, the lettuce crunching. It'd be great if somebody actually did get their hands on Cage 2 and watched this and were just like, these guys are <laughs> fucking liars. This foley work is perfect. Yeah, you check your fucking ears. You <laughs> that. If this is an ear test. Anyways, he goes up and they do a little Simpsons bit where he's trying to get information for the bartender. I'll take a beer. Slips of one at him. And I want to know where some fights are happening. And the bartender just says, be 
Eh? So the bartender's refusing to give him information, Marie. Well, he says, no fight, just drink. No fight, just drink. And he's like, maybe this will sweeten the deal. He puts, in, he puts two quarters on top of that dollar. And then he nudges over to the fucking arcade machine. He's like, eh, that's two rounds, buddy. And he's not budging. No fight, just drink. Oh, and this guy, he's, he's like an iceberg of himself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, the, and the guy eating the iceberg sushi's noticing this at the corner of his eye, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then these goons walk in. The black hands. But they have white hands on the back of their jackets. That was, you know what? I didn't even really put that together. That, oh, yeah, that was kind of obnoxious. Yeah, it was. I don't like that. And they're like, they're like, where's our protection money? We all paid up. What are you talking about? We want more. And like, Scott just blows into the background. I, I kind of like how they did that. They just let, they let Reb. I really appreciate Reb in this movie. I thought he acted really well. He lost his muscle tone and he played it just like that. All of his muscle went into his hair, that floofy hair. So, we got all this action happening in the foreground, and then in the background, if you pay close attention, you'll see that fluffy blonde hair disappear into the background. I loved it. Just goes into the shadows. And our black hands, they're looking around. They're, they're giving the bartender shit. What, you got your muscle over here? Is he going to come step up? And the dude, you just hear the chopsticks fall, politely cleans off the little bit of soy they're a little, sauce. They're a second off the sound effect. Of, the of course, of fall. course it is. <laughs> And he, he, the chair moves five feet, and then a minute later, you hear, oh, yeah, cleans, dabs a little lettuce off his mouth, <laughs> picks a little piece out of his tooth, <laughs> spluffs it over, and he takes out, like, two guys, gets one guy in a headlock, and then rolls up his sleeve and reveals a very poorly done tattoo of uh, just, like, a dagger. Yeah, it was a dagger. And they go, oh, my God, you're triad? So we learned he's this guy's part of the Chinese mafia. Yeah. So they're like, "Fuck, we didn't know. You know yeah. We didn't know you this is a triad bar." Please forgive us. I, we'll do anything. We'll do absolutely. We'll, we'll get you some more iceberg lettuce. And he's like, "I've already had my fill of iceberg for the day." <laughs> but what you could do is find that poofy-haired round eye that just walked out the bar. And they're like, "We'll do that." So a minute earlier, just to show us, in case we we're idiots and didn't know Reb, Reb run out the front door, they show Reb running through various alleys in Chinatown, and there's a man plucking a live chicken, and you see him, he's right next to the door, so the door opens and bumps him, and now the black hands are running after Reb, so they open the chicken door and bump the guy, it, it's just a funny bit. I really like that they worked that in there, Murray. Okay. So they finally corner Scott. He, what he's, they're like, they, do they want to know why he's there? What are you doing in Chinatown? And he's, he's like, I'm just looking for a cage fight. I all see some, I, I'm looking for a bookie. I want to get some My money on these My cable company fights. doesn't carry the cable cage cable network. Yeah. I got to see it live. <laughs> well, I'm the man if you want to give me some money. It'll be a long time before you're a real man. Why, are you a bookie? Yeah, I'm the man. Be a long time before you're a real man. <laughs> Rebel! And Scott does some sweet stand level kicks to the to the kneecap. There's so many sweet stand <laughs> kicks in this movie. He's just like, ugh, ugh. Super's like, like fuck, like. Reb had to be like no more than forty at the time of this movie, and he's like an elderly man, dude. It's like, ugh. 
uh, and then he walks, he runs away. He shouldn't have been doing as much. He runs away like an old man. He's going to like, fall does. over. And you can't blame his pants being too tight or no. anything. He's wearing like. Incredibly flowing pants, <laughs> man. He's wearing MC Hammer pants. Oh, God. And then as the gang comes to, the black hands, they come to, and they're getting ready to chase him again. That's when. Our fucking Hulk Hogan Asian man reveals himself. We mean Hulk Hogan just by the haircut. He's just the haircut. He's, he's tiny, and he he steps in front, and the black hands are giving this guy shit now. And then Ogami pops from behind him like yeah, a go, shadow. He goes, Sensei, take care of these goons. And then Ogami, who's he never talks, he's a little he's a littler Asian man with a beard and a broomstick, <laughs> and he just fucks these and dudes up. A duffel bag, and it, it, you never touch. Never touch Never that touch double bag. And he just fucks him up. And we join Scott jumping into the back of a cab. Shit! Get out of here! Go! Shit! Get out of here! So you get down to Chinatown often or what? And the cab's like, I don't know where I am! <laughs> no, the guy like shits himself. You never been to Chinatown! No, I haven't! Neither have I! He lives there, but he's like, I don't know either! Everyone's so, just frazzled. Right? They it's just so drive. <laughs> oh my god, it's so weird. So this is another one of my when I get my uh, my cage cable network up and running, dude. I'm gonna have women bathing nude in the background. It's in okay. the background. We've always talked about your cage setup. And now, are it sounded more like you wanted the in ground uh, pit fight yeah. ring. So you're not gonna do the well, cage. I don't know because like I learned with Lionheart. I like the diversity that I don't know what her name was had where she was like I can't she would just either. make any room into a fucking yes. death you know arena. Right, we were gonna look up that woman for you and get her to be on your team because yeah. she put together great fights. Great so you're into the designer. so you saw this. You're like I gotta keep I gotta keep it open. I gotta right. keep an open floor plan so I can do more. Shit I have to keep like an that. open mind. I can't just you know get you, involved. You gotta have an open mind to open some minds, and by that I mean someone's splitting someone's head open exactly. and their brain spills out. Okay. I like the setup Yin has. Very dark room. Yeah. Very Asian influence. That's what I want to ask. Did you ever think of... We've never talked about it. Do you ever think about the office you're going to have? Because we're seeing Yin's I'm, office. I'm very intrigued by his office. You know me. I would rather have a mud wrestling pit instead of a bathtub. Okay. Just so I could just... This, I, I'm not going to watch. It's out of the corner of my eye. Like, every time I'm doing business, all this stuff. Cause the women are constantly going to be wrestling. <laughs> it's going to be background. exhausting. Well, fuck. You know, it's Got to earn your keep. Are you going to have like a rotation? Like you? Yes, I would have. It's like a shift. You know? Okay. Like 40... and I'm not in the office all the time. Come on. These are the details that are going to keep me up at night. 45-minute shifts, hour shifts. <laughs> what are we talking here, Murray? Uh, I haven't worked that out yet. I got to talk with OSHA about it. <laughs> You're going to talk to o- – wait a minute. Underground ring <laughs> talking to OSHA? Well, if we got a cable network and we still have standards and practices, <laughs> you can't say – you only say shit twice on a uh, cable, gauge cable network. This is true. This is true. So these women with – these Asian women with these awful boob jobs are just like – Pawing at each other, kind of, but not touching. <laughs> they look like they're high or yeah. on Lake uh, Havasoma. And a familiar face walks in, I think. Does Wu, is this where Wu comes in? Yeah, yeah. This Dr. Wu, I don't know the guy's name. Y'all remember Akamura from Samurai Cop, one of the goons. He gets laid in uh, Samurai Cop. He does. We see a lot of him. So he's, you know, he's the bald guy with the fucking Fu Manchu mustache. Still has the Fu Manchu in this. And... But he, after Samurai Cop, he said... I'm cutting out with this gang shit. Actually, he didn't because he's back involved with the gang. But he said he's he's gonna get his uh, doctors to 
degree. And he did. He's <laughs> medical degree. So he's he's the guy who's been giving shots to Billy. And he's just like, look, if I give him like five more shots, his heart's going to explode. I'm pretty sure uh, I saw one of the needles that they had it in. And it looks like they just melted down some Flintstone chewables into a syringe. That'll do it to you. Yeah. That'll make me enraged. <laughs> and he's like, really? I guess we have to speed up our operations. It, I, this might be the scene where we see like their money's not coming in right. Maybe that was later. No, he's but... just like they got they have their tournaments coming up. He's like we got to speed it up. They they were like putting it down, kicking it down the you know the, the alleyway. And he's like, we got to speed it up. We got these pay per views to get. We got these numbers. Yep. Because he doesn't give a shit about Billy. He, he just was, wants to use him. Right. That's what – because he was – they were worried that Billy was going to fall apart before he got to the pay-per-view, which right. is where they're going to get the big payoff. And then they can kick Billy out the door without the drugs and everything because he's going to fail them. Okay. 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 So got that little quick cut, and I'm going to burp all day now. So Scott returns home back to his uh, apartment in Chinatown, which he doesn't know where it is. So it probably takes him a long time. It did take him all day he to get back home. Billy! <laughs> Billy! Usually <laughs> Billy would go, what do you want, Scott? Because he's like up in the window. I love this idea that whenever Scott leaves to go uh, get some Vinnies or something, Billy is just hanging out the window with his ear, you know, ready, listening for Scott, and so he can return, and that's how great they... acting, because we know Lou Frigno can't hear, so that's great acting. The way he cups his ear, he still oh, looks like a guy who can actually hear. This is, this is true. And he comes home, and we see... The guy who looks nothing like Hulk Hogan because he's bald, <laughs> Sho Tanaka, and his partner, Ogami. Oh, yeah. And they work for Interpol, and he breaks it down. We've been trying. I don't know. What the fuck were they trying to do? Because it's like, it makes no sense. The plan they make up, the, we'll get to at the end. The plan makes no sense at the end what they're going to do. They're well, trying to get Yin. They're just trying to get Yin. Who has a cable network. Who is airing, <laughs> and they couldn't trace airing back. murders. The, uh, in Chinatown. They're, they're like right here. <laughs> Everybody's there. Like, you get to see the audience multiple times in this movie. They're letting everybody in, but it is black tie. So you just got to figure out the rich people. And what does Interpol have to do with this? That's, that's like, like international shit. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. And we learn in the first movie. We learn in this movie. Like, in Chinatown, it's a completely Asian police force. So you don't have to bring in other people. Yin is an American, too. Why is Interpol? <laughs> Maybe the cable network only broadcasts overseas. They do broadcast out of Mexico. They do say that later on. Like, okay, I guess they, like the satellite feed goes there. I don't know what the they're using means. a proxy. Something like just that. Yeah. they wanted to get the Mexican Netflix, and they also you know wanted to fuck with Interpol a little bit there. So maybe that it's a cable issue. Maybe that's it. And that, that's international. So <laughs> international waters. There we go. That's where it's happening. So show is actually going to give us a little bit of uh, exposition. Exposition. Thank you. If you oh, haven't my seen God. this movie, if you haven't gone on YouTube and watched this movie or listened to our episode, you're going to need this scene. So they reveal that Billy did not, in fact, kill Yin in one. He's alive yeah. and well. We learned that, like, as soon, they, as soon as they assume someone's dead, they're dead to Scott and Billy. Yeah. So they just assumed. Yin was dead because they heard the the, the uh, celery crunch. Right, They're like it's got to be dead. <laughs> there was probably a moment in uh, where Scott had explained. It was just loose squeezing an iceberg lettuce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then he goes on. Show goes on to explain that Yin is upset 
at Billy because you guys uh, fucked up his fight ring and stole his money. <laughs> and almost murdered him. You crushed his fucking yeah. ribcage. I didn't even know if he had point that. Out, We didn't point out. Yin is wearing like a back brace. It's like fucking spina bifida like back I, brace. I think we tried to. We got <laughs> completely diverted. But yes, he is wearing. So I a, like it. Continuity. They're keeping it Yes, going. for sure. But it is plastic. <laughs> yeah. And every time you hear it, full, great Foley work, it is metal clanging on each other. Like it's, it's the Tin Man. It's, a, it's oil, that fucking thing. But I don't remember him bringing up the attempted murder. But what they do bring up is Yin is also really upset that you took that money and opened up a very successful restaurant. <laughs> Oyster bar, yeah. Which, again, is uh, uh, candid. It was, that's yeah. how they ended the movie. Yeah. They opened up a fucking Oyster bar. they opened bar. a couple franchises. The Billy's they Oyster must have, bar. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. And he's like, and by the way, that guy with a tattoo that you didn't see because you fucked off. yeah. This doesn't make sense. And by the way, I wasn't there, yet somehow I know that you saw a guy with a tattoo. None of this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he's involved, too. He's uh, he's triad. <laughs> and he's like, shit! Shit! Son of a bitch! <laughs> it's all fucking prepped up. Shit, damn! <laughs> so, I love this because he they already just into it that Reb is going to stop at nothing to get Billy back. And they're like, you gotta, you gotta fuck off. This is up to us. It's dangerous. Yeah, we're completely incompetent. It's out of our hands. It's out of our jurisdiction. <laughs> Even Asian cops are like that. Wow. Yes, they work I mean, so they, hard. They're industrious people. Come they on. should be, should have been able to lock this down way earlier. Chinatown is not that big. There's only all you gotta do is go to Chinatown, and scream Billy, and eventually someone <laughs> cries out, "Me, hello." <laughs> So, like, Scott's like, no dice. Shit. I'm going with you. <laughs> all right. We're going back over to Billy. We need to see some cage fighting. It is right, cage. It is cage, after all. Arena yeah. of death. And uh, we got a man in here in just a red singlet. It's not quite the traveling black sing- singlet you would see in 80s territory wrestling, but it's close enough. And uh, he gets beat like a jobber, too. He gets his ass handed to him. And... Uh, fucking Billy throws him to the ground, and then he's getting the audience all pumped up, and then he circles he's around. Showman. He's like the fucking ultimate warrior. He's like shaking the cage. cage. Oh, my got God. Got the fringe on his biceps. Great facials. And then he runs over and does a field goal kick, and Lucy does not pull the football away. No, he crushes the dude's skull like a cantaloupe. Jesus Christ. Ooh, you get a flashback to that scene where Red <laughs> is a squeeze in the cantaloupe. It was – okay, Foley guy, not so good. Post-production sound, not good. But the flashback guy, the guy who was working those clips in there, great. Editing. Oh, video editing was amazing. And uh, we got Vinny. He is eating it up. Everybody, that was one of the best finishers I've ever seen, period. That brain crushed in like a rotted cantaloupe. This is Vinny Rosenbottom saying <laughs> good night. He doesn't even have a fucking great sign-off. Just good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it because they go up to Yin then, and he's on his like little uh, overlook there. It's, yeah, of course, you got to have that. You he's gotta got have the private office that you can still like look on, see everything. I mean, he's got the hot dog rollers. He's got the private Slurpee machine, soft <laughs> wow. surf machine, private Slurpee, and yeah. soft surf and hot waffle iron right there, so we wow. can put the ice cream on the waffles. Wow, so good. But he's, uh, you know, they're like, what do we do with this guy? His head crushed in like a cantaloupe. You know, a rotted cantaloupe, not a fresh one. Oh, trash compactor. Throw him in the trash compactor. 
<laughs> There's a lot and of Billy's like, I want more. They're like, give him more. Just give the kid some more. So they they get a handicap fight, and I don't mean because Billy's brain damaged. Oh, <laughs> I mean because there's two guys fighting Billy. All right, so this is the young bucks. They're out of shape. They're fucking sloppy. The one's bald as fuck, but he's got long hair. He tried to dye it a different color to hide the bald spot. It's not working. Just it's okay. The other one's just a goof. He's just an idiot. Shawn Michaels wannabe. And so they're super kicking the shit out of uh, out of uh, Billy here, but they're weak as fuck. They're sloppy, you know. Yeah. He's just taking them. He's eating them for breakfast. Not selling at all. He's not selling at all. So finally, he catches the one guy's leg, hands it to his brother, and then bashes their heads together like a couple of coconuts. And their their heads explode. I mean, he kills these people. <laughs> Crowd again, loving it. Blood splatters on a woman's tit. She just licks it off. Oh, sick, rich Vinny, fucks. Vinny has found another mic somehow, and he has crossed them as if Billy is possessed. This man has murdered more. This man has killed two men at once. Well, that's going on. Yin is like getting some nachos, like some nacho cheese on his nachos. He's like, what did I miss? You know, because <laughs> he's got it all. He's and, living the life. And then Vinny announces, oh, one of the girlfriends uh, looks like it's uh, uh, Balding Bucks <laughs> valet is oh, getting into the yeah. is getting into the ring now. What's she going to do? And, of course, she kicks fucking Billy in the dick. He, he kind of sells it. Billy yeah. says, you girl. Me no hit girl. And she says, well, I'll hit these girls. Boom. Kicks him in the balls. He sells it for like one second. And then he just like, all right. Boom. And just plays into this chick. Punches her in the face. She uh, flies back teeth in the cage. Flying. She spits teeth out. It's landing in martinis and everything. Open cocktails. And everyone's loving it. They're drinking the teeth yeah, down. It's good luck. they in the cage. And this is Vinnie Rosenbaum. With another night of no hold bar cage fighting here from the Cage Cable Network. Well, as my father used to say, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of the kitchen. Whew. So, Yin is just. Okay, this is where they get into the money stuff that we were talking about earlier. Yin's back in his office. They bring. They've got like a little scale, and and then I forget. It, it might have been Jin. He comes in with the money on like a little platter. Yeah, it was on a tray. Yeah, they don't touch money there without <laughs> gloves and everything. Yeah, well, so. you know, he also like. Was it like a shit stained dollar bill? Because there's one bill he crumbles up and throws away. It's like what <laughs> maybe there's blood on it or something. I don't know, but he was disgusted with one bill. Somebody wiped their ass with it. <laughs> well, someone wiped their flies with the American flag. Why not the so, dollars? Yeah, but he's he's like he's like they know that Billy's only got so many fights left in him, and they need that pay per view money. Uh, maybe they're bored. This is like the Goldberg, you know, whole reign. He's winning it. He's trashing everybody. They love the violence, but we don't have enough people to murder to get get him completely over. Right. So Wu is like, look, man, I can keep giving him these fucking injections, but his heart's going to explode. So yeah. we got to speed it up. We got to get, like, tomorrow. We need to start the tournament tomorrow. Yeah, we double the price of all the weekday shows. I mean, how many days are they running a week? I think they're working one in every day. Looks like <laughs> Jesus it. Jesus Christ! I mean, fuck hell. The Monday crowd never brings in money. They shouldn't no. have overreacted like no. they did. So they're doubling all the all the daily shows, and then they're going to get to the pay per view at the end of the month. So that's going to be Billy's big sudden off. Oh, after all that murder, I need to cool down. I mean, not cool down, but I need to relax with some nice uh, matcha tea. You need to heat up. 
and we see Ogami prepping tea, and like Scott, they're at Scott's. Yep. Scott's like, shit! I didn't even know he had tea! <laughs> How does he know where everything in my house is? And show just goes, we've been in here before. Yeah, we got cameras. We've been watching you masturbate. What is going on? Why Shit! are you breaking in? <laughs> well, I'll be damned. <laughs> you got a pretty good rep there. And you know what? Your shit's pretty good, too. Your shit and damn are pretty good on spot. I've been working on it. <sighs> oh, and it's, I got to give it up to Reb because Rebel, Rebel Yell, all throat. Not from the diaphragm. You're nope. supposed to go from the diaphragm. Yeah. Reb's all throat. Oh, yeah. So I'd... I'm going to be... Mute. I'm gonna be spitting up blood by the end of this episode. <laughs> Don't let everybody know that. You get splattered with some blood, Griff. It's from my throat. I mean, right. there really isn't rebel yells in this movie. There's not. I was. There's a lot, a lot of shits and dams. I mean, again, this is like '94. This, this is a more subdued rep. This is the later third of his career, so he's blown out those vocal cords. Well, I think he's just. He's like my character wouldn't. You know, he's like a. He's like a backseat to the Lou character. Yeah. So I'm going to be a little more subdued. I don't want to steal the state, you know, scene. He didn't keep up with his body. He let it go. You, if you don't use it, you lose it. We learned that very quickly. And so show is like, look, you suck, but we need to get you ready, fighting ready, cage ready. Yeah. He's like, I'm a black belt. I'll do anything for Billy. I'll get into the ring as long as you guys can disguise me, which, wow, did they disguise him? And they're like. We're going to have Master Ogami teach you because you you lost it and you need to get it back. Here's the fun part about that is Ogami never does train him because he's not good enough to be trained by Ogami and Sho trains him. Yes. So Nobody trains him. He just does a couple katas and that's it. That That's really it. He gets. His, I think he does sparring once. There's he does sparring scene. once, yeah. but he mostly just gets his ass beat yeah. and goes, shit, what's the big idea? <laughs> <laughs> like he's constantly just getting uh, goofed on. So we cut to uh, uh, Billy in bed. Yeah, he's having a nightmare. Another flashback, PTSD flashback to Nam. Scott, that was awful. And he wakes up, and we see that Milo, his, his his servant woman, she's sleeping in a dog bed right at the, the foot of his bed. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and just put a number on how many days he's been here with Milo sleeping in the corner of his room. I'm putting it at two weeks. I'm seeing two days. Like, it seems like it was like everything's moving so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's probably two days. <laughs> and she's like I said, she's sleeping in a dog bed <laughs> at the foot of his bed. And she's like, do you need help? What's going on, Billy? And he's like, I had a nightmare. <laughs> but, uh, of course, Milo calms up. No, it's okay. And she's massaging his nips because okay. uh, I guess that's well, what subdues him. him. She's <laughs> <laughs> Putting an ice cube on one, flicking the other. It does something to your brain. It sends it out like pain, pain and, and pleasure. You're just like, your brain's so confused, you just go into a coma. <laughs> so oh, while that's going on, Scott and uh, Sho and Ogami, they're like heading out. I, I, don't, I guess they're in the train. They're going to go to the dojo. I don't know where the fuck they're going, but they're leaving. Scott's got a nice eggplant colored baggy shirt on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> He did. <laughs> Yo, he did. It's just, you said it, and then I it popped in my brain with that floofy hair. It's just, right. it's too, fu if it were only a green, you'd been an eggplant man. I would have, oh, God. And then uh, the the elevator opens, and the whole gang, I thought it was the Black Hand gang for a I second. I it was supposed to be Black Hands too. No. Chinatown is just so full of gangs <laughs> that these guys were hanging out in the elevators. Every elevator. There's seven of them in this building, and they all open at the same time. They get out and right, surround them. As far them. as we know, Scott knows nothing. So why are they even attacking Scott? It's a random gang. Yeah, hit? yeah. We have no. There's no reason for this fight <laughs> other than because it's fun. Right. So Scott's like, 
see you on the other side. And then yeah. he does his old man karate kicks at him. Ha! Ogami pulls out his short staff slash broomstick, and he's like fucking dudes up. There's one left. He pulls out his nunchucks. He's flopping them around, making a bunch of noises. But uh, Ogami just pulls out his broomstick and pops him one right, right in the center yeah, of his head. Yeah, he probably, opens his third eye. Yeah, he probably killed the guy. He probably killed the guy. And then, like, so Scott, like, grabs, he's like, well, hey, I'm impressed by that. So he grabs Ogami's bag. Ogami smacks his knuckles. <laughs> Damn! Since they've done my people touch his property. Why don't you tell me these things? Shit! <laughs> he's like, don't ever touch the sensei's bag. So what's, what creepy shit is in that bag is what I want to know. It's probably where he keeps all of his hentai. All his butt-warming shit in there. <laughs> okay, or that. So we're going over the next morning. Billy, he's feeling a little better. Milo got him back to sleep. The nipple and flick and ice cube worked its charm. He went into a well, coma. He's, 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 is he feeling a little better? Because he's got a little body dysmorphia going on in this scene. Oh, is this the scene? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's pumping the iron. He finishes the set. His veins are popping. He's Every muscle is going out of control. Veins popping, nipples popping, eyes popping. And Milo's eyes are popping for sure. Right. Cherry popping. And so she's, he's like, am I getting smaller? <laughs> and it's like, he's fucking huge. Like maybe maybe he's looking at a funhouse mirror. We don't know. Like, he <laughs> is dang, dang, brain dang. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So. And, of course, Milo comforts him. No, no. You look so huge. Look at look at me arm. Look my at weak you little arm. arm. Look at your so big arm. Big. I can't even put my hand around your wrist. And, and he's just like, okay, you might be right about that. But I'm pale as fuck. <laughs> I'm like a fish belly. I need a tan. <laughs> and she's like, I'll put spray on tan on you. Do not worry. Tell well, me. Tell me about yourself. I'm interested. <laughs> so Billy goes over to his little. He's got a cot that he sleeps on. They didn't even give him a real bed. Uh. So Milo's got the dog bed in the corner. And <laughs> he's got just a cot to lay on. So he she goes, only gets to lay in the dog bed at night. The dog <laughs> lays in it during the day. I mean, fuck. And that dog sheds, so she's yes. just full of dog. It's hair. an Irish wolfhound, people. There's <laughs> hair everywhere. So she lays down with the tan, or Billy lays down with the tan, or, or getting tan, you know, <laughs> yeah, spray she's, tan. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's spray tanning she's, him. He's, his back is so it big. It takes she, a while. So. She uses a paint roller to run right. on. Exactly. And he immediately goes into a Vietnam flashback. I, I don't know what. The tanner did to him the scent of it. I don't know. It reminded <laughs> him of Nam. It's like this. It's like the smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> and he loves it. And he tells her his story about he got shot in the head. So now, oh no, he passes out. And does? then he wakes up and tells her the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> he passes out again. But his tan looks great when he wakes up. <laughs> his tan looks fantastic. And he tells her, he tells her a little bit of like basically exposition. If you haven't seen the first cage movie. Doctors saved my body, but they couldn't save my life. I don't understand. They said I'll never be the same. But most of me died back in Vietnam. Perhaps you are not the same. Perhaps you are better than before. I don't think so good. And I don't talk so good like I used to. I cannot always say what is in my heart. Because my mouth will not find the words. And I don't always speak so good. But does that make me less a person? No, Milo. You aren't. You're the best person I've ever known. 
If I am no less a person, why then are you less a person? You, you don't have this. I have much deeper scars on my spirit. What do you mean? Billy's having a real hard time because he doesn't speak so well. And he's like, I am basically not a human being because I cannot enunciate all my words correctly. And she's like, I can't speak in good English either. Do you think I'm not good person because that? Yeah. And if we knew about the whole uh, spectrum of whore, scum, friend, <laughs> he probably would have spelled it out. But I I think he just said, no. Sounds like the greatest punk rock song ever written. <laughs> whore, scum, friend. <laughs> oh, that was earlier on the tippy tap that you should all be listening to. Right. And she's like, just because we're inarticulate doesn't mean we're not worthy. You're, you know? I, I don't remember if it was right here. I think I think there's just a little bit of hand touching in this scene. I don't think there's the full on kiss yet. The very very Chased, un unfriction frictionless kiss. No tension at all. But just before they might get into that exploration, Yin throws the door open. Billy, how are you, my boy? He's trying to get him pumped up for that tournament. Oh yeah, and Billy, he's going along with it. He's just like Yin, you're like a father to me. Yeah. 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 And of course I am, Billy. I love you. You only crushed my fucking rib cage. You put me it's, in this plastic bullshit. It's all in the past. I, uh, you know, before. He's like, he's like Vince McMahon. He can put shit behind you as long as he's money in the future. Exactly. I got to let you know, I stopped in at uh, your old friend Billy's. Uh, or, you're, you're Billy. I stopped in at your oyster bar one time. Mwah! Tasted like shit. Just as expected. Wow. Passive aggressive there. Oysters seem terrible. Yeah, they do look gross. Yeah. And so we're just like, so he's got Billy in the palm of his hand. He's just playing him. So Billy, Billy, of course, as we know, he just wants friendship. He will well, No, he just wants someone to take care of him. He says uh, that. Yeah, that's movie. what I meant. That's what I meant. Just take care of him. I'll me. murder people for you <laughs> as long as you give me Pay a Pay my place. bills. That's yeah. all I give a shit about. <laughs> give me a bed to sleep on. Blue a maid. Stuff. A maid. Uh, some cars. Because this scene, he's definitely <laughs> holding a cars. larger car. It's not a Hot Wheel anymore. He's moved up to the yeah, RC car. Right. So, we earned it. <laughs> he earned Billy, it. I got you a new car. What do you think? I love the way you scratch your fucking squash that brain earlier today. So I got you uh, a Hot Wheel. Yeah, just to hit not home a Hot because, wheel. like we say, Lou is going back and forth with like he's brain damaged, he's not brain damaged, he's brain damaged, he's not. So to let you know, there's little hints like there's a shelf with like an RC car on there. Yeah, like, why would an adult have that? Marbles all over the floor. <laughs> Jack. Jack. <laughs> it's funny that we both were thinking Jack. All right, we got to go back to Agami's dojo for some fair. They see this is where they really just pepper us with uh, Reb storyline. Right, Reb is just he's just like well they're giving him shit and he's like you know I am a fucking black belt. <laughs> Why don't you use that black belt to hold your pants up? Because we're about to red in your ass. And red in their ass they do because they beat the fuck out of. He's like shit, damn, shit, damn. <laughs> and he's just getting beaten like pummeled back and forth. They can't like. I try to focus these notes a little bit more in the in the future here, but they just they give us these one minute glimpse of Reb getting his ass beat. He's not. They they keep saying 
If you don't use it, you lose it. And Rep lost it. He's no longer a black belt. He's no longer a fighter. He's not the person we saw in Cage One. He's different now. He's a restaurant he's owner. An he's an oyster bar proprietor. Exactly. He's an entrepreneur. That's right. all he is. He's probably going out and getting the oysters himself. Right. Driving. Wait. Where are we? California somewhere, right? Yeah. We're in Chinatown. L.A. I'm guessing L.A. could be San Francisco. Obviously, there's a Chinatown break every major like Western West Coast yeah, city. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going to say L.A. All right, so let's go back over to Billy. And Milo is spilling the beans. The Flintstone tablets are all over the floor. She explains those are not vitamins, Billy. They're hurting you. That's what's hurting you. That's what's making your stomach want to explode. But they're shaped like Fred Flintstone. Billy... It's not vitamins. It's bad stuff. Even she doesn't know what the fuck it is. And right on cue, knock, 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 it's Dr. Wu. I'm here to give you your vitamins. Dr. Feel Wu. Dr. Feel Wu. And That's he's good. like, no, I don't want vitamins. Ooh. Fuck your chewables. And he's fuck like, your chewables. <laughs> I like, like all right, whatever. He has to get up and grab him by the collar. And he's just like, no more vitamins. I'll fight. I don't care. You just got to take care of me. Yeah, it's like, like, really? We could have we could have just not tried to kill you? Maybe we could use you for years? Yeah. Why'd you tell us that, fucking Billy? Why did they ask him that? Would you just fight for us for a good long while? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's already forgotten about Scott. He's just like, he lives, he really lives, he, he's YOLO all the time. In case like, we forgot to mention, they tell him Scott's dead. And he just goes, okay. <laughs> yeah. Will you take care of me? Yep. All right. Because he knows he can't take care of himself, even though he sees he's, me. He's, he's really manipulative. He's the most manipulative brain damaged person <laughs> I've ever seen. He's psychotic. Yeah, you're right. He's a sociopath. <laughs> so this is I feel our... bad for Wu and Yin now. Oh like, my you're God. getting used. So we get another little touching moment here. Milo is so proud of her big Billy boy. And she's like, come here. And this is where we get that super just like, eh, kiss. And very, yeah, it's a very chaste kiss. Like a little peck on the lips like you're kissing your aunt. Oh. And then fucking Wu goes to Yin is like, oh, you got to talk to this guy. So they bring bring Billy into Yin's office. Yep. No more bad mats. I'll fight for you. Just take care of me. I think we can work that out. That sounds very reasonable. And of course, Milo is my friend. She stays. You get her up. You get her her own dog bed. <laughs> no. And like I can work that out. Yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll consider it. But now it's you have to you have to fight now, Billy. Okay. And it goes because he, he's bloodlust. He wants to fucking murder somebody. I mean, he look. He's manned up. He's got it all worked out. He's well, got he hasn't manned up at all. He wants someone <laughs> to take care of him. <laughs> but Milo is telling him how much like of a, a man. woman he's she's getting it like even like a brain damaged guy gets manipulated by a woman she's like they're not giving you enough Billy you need and he's just like maybe you're right yeah <laughs> I think that comes in another minute here but all right so we got a big fight. A whole this is the guy. first round of this tournament that we've been hearing about. Is it? I think so. I don't know. I don't think so because it starts when uh, Jack Peterson or whatever he calls himself gets involved. Okay. Rep. So, no, this is just the James big. James Parker. James Parker. This is just the big uh, money roll that's going to okay. fund it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Mitchell, Mr. Mitchell comes into Who's town. obviously supposed to be Donald Trump. Because he has a woman with him named Marla, which was oh, Trump's wife at the time. Okay, there was there was a yeah. lot of winking jokes happening here, yeah. and whew, 
right over my yeah. red well, fuzzy yeah, I hair. Mean, yeah, Mitchell doesn't sound anything like Donald Trump, so I could see. But it was, yeah, they're obviously going for a Donald Trump type person. Why not Ronald? Make more sense to me. Anyways. Mr. Rump. That's what I'd call him. So Mitchell comes up to uh, Yin's private press box. He's impressed by, of course, the soft serve and the waffle <laughs> and the nacho. Wow, you got, I don't even have that soft serve. He's like, I just got this hot piece of ass right here. And that seemed to cut Yin in the heart. Like, Because his dick probably doesn't work anymore because he got crushed. Got crushed. That's what happened. He's still wearing that thing. Mitchell's he's, giving he's him. He's got a back brace on his junk. <laughs> He's got a little dick back brace <laughs> yeah. to keep it hard. It's just two popsicle sticks <laughs> and some tape. Yeah. Medical tape, of course. Yeah, of course, medical tape. Come on. Oh, so Mitchell is just like, look, my guy is uh, pretty impressive. He's a boxer. And a moment ago, we he, Yin revealed that he already knew his boxer because he explains to Billy, you know you're fighting a boxer. And this movie does a great job of explaining all the fight styles. They do. They actually do. I'll give them that. <laughs> and so he's – ask Billy, do you know what that means, what a boxer is? <laughs> yeah, he's going to punch me a lot. He's going to punch you in box? <laughs> no, Billy. He's going to punch you in your face. <sighs> Don't let that happen. Okay. So Mitchell's like – how about we sweeten the deal? Mm, little tasty treat, maybe a million. Yeah, you feel that, Yin? Okay, I'm down with that. So they bet a million dollars on this fight. So they're yeah. watching from their like skybox. Mitchell wants to get down and frolic with the people, but funny enough, he never goes down no. to frolic with the people. No. He waits right there, even after his whole speech about how he's a man of the people. Right. Yeah, like I said, he's like Trump. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. And so Billy, it's a. He, Fights a boxer, just some black dude. Yep, you got Vinny warming up the audiences always. Just he's just killing it. Let's get ready to <laughs> rumble, Bong. And the boxer starts out fucking Billy up. Billy was not listening to Yen. Yeah, he's letting the punches all land on him. Maybe it's because I think this is only the second match after after the juice withdrawals. I think so. Yeah, so. Billy's looking a little slow, and he's just getting punched. He's getting pummeled. He's getting thrown back into the cage. And Mitchell is just loving it. He's just grabbing that ass a little harder and harder. His own ass. He doesn't grab on <laughs> he his. He grabs his own ass and sniffs his fingers. <laughs> and he's like, how about we sweeten the deal? Two million. And he hears Yen. I think, so do you think Billy's rope doping, right? And this is set up to make some money off Mitchell. That would be impressive if Billy could... <laughs> Be plant, you got the have dope some... part, but I don't know if you got the rope part. Yeah, yeah. But because Yin's like, hmm, I'll take that bet. He starts squirming in his seat though because he's nervous about Billy. And Mitchell lands a fucking great joke. It's like a, it's like landing the 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 plane in that Top Gun video game. It's impossible to do. But Mitchell lands this it. joke with ex perfect ex execution. You need some WD forty Tin Man. Perfect. Because the the Foley guy, again, just going nuts here. It just and As he says that Billy gets knocked down for the first time in the movie. And we're like, holy shit. I mean, maybe he needed that fucking crazy juice and vitamins. And then, you know, fucking... Mitchell's back at it. How about three million? And Yin scoffs at him. <laughs> three? Why don't, we, why, why don't we really put some blood in our dicks? Let's make it four million. See, it's kind of funny there because he can't put blood in his dick. So he's trying. He's putting up a hard front here. And he, and like a, he takes it, and then he's like, Billy just, just kills the fucking guy. Billy finally just 
pushes the guy into a <laughs> okay billy is a uh, eight inches taller and four times wider than this yeah, guy. He's 100 pounds heavier. So he just pushes him into a corner, gets him in a headlock, and uh, I, I I thought he got... No. He he just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he, I just, don't, he just kills the guy. Yeah, There's so just, many fights. There is way too many really bad fights. This is where we get a lot of the... You see him throw a punch, and then they do a close-up of a fist kind of slower going five inches across. You yeah, know, there's the a face. lot of slow motion in the fight scenes, and it just makes the fight look even more awkward. It yes. doesn't even make it more exciting. It makes it look worse. Yeah. And so he kills the boxer. He's like, I'll expect that four million right now. And, and by the way, leave your lady friend. Well, because he couldn't pay. Yeah. And so he's like, I'll take that collateral. Much like Trump, he couldn't pay. Oh, I see. And this is the thing that happened in the first movie, too, was people could never pay him. So that Mitchell's going to go out and find the next Billy because that is literally what happened in Cage 1. And then this is what happens. Then he winds up with Melania because he leaves Marla to, to the end. Oh, man. It's all works sense. Oh, okay. So Billy's back in the locker room. Ah, my tummy! <laughs> like she's, Milo's like, I told you not to eat Vinny's for a fight. Can't eat and he's like, not Vinny's. Get me OJ and chocolate bars. He's going through withdrawal, people. Yeah. Get a nice little joke of Vinny closing out the episode, and I was very relieved to see that he pulls the mustache off because that thing was bothering me. Takes his glasses off; yeah. he doesn't need them. Uh, the help comes. That's o- his persona. Like that's the cool version of you, Vinny. You think the part you would act up would be your voice because it was awful? But no, he just puts on a mustache. You got to pay off. I mean, maybe he's trying to be in disguise because they are doing illegal fights on TV. So he's not he's not too dumb after all. You're right. <laughs> okay. Scott's just training, getting his ass handed to him. That's all all it is. I not they could have squeezed all this into a montage. He does learn some katas though. He does his katas. This is they true. look pretty tight. This is true. Like I said, Billy's going through the withdrawal. Woog shows up. How about a shot, Billy? No shot. Mm. So he so Woog goes to Yen. He's like, look. He's going to be fucking – he won't be ready to fight in two days without this juice. we got to do something about him. And Ian's like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. So they leave Milo and uh, Billy there to you know sleep through the night and everything. And Milo, she's, she's, she's realizing she's got to do something. She's falling in love with Billy. She's got to take it upon herself. She's willing to die to help Billy. So she sneaks out into the streets of Chinatown. And she finds that midnight acupuncturist mm-hmm. and drags him into to, into to the building. Apparently, there's no security guards here. No, it's, it's an honor system. This, yeah. yeah. If if they're not careful, they're going to have all kinds of – you're going to have the clean-cut kids there spray-painting all over their shit or maybe even some of the class of 84 kids in there graffitiing their arena with, like, OJ, uh, you know, stuff. Well, wouldn't you have a graf- acupuncture? They, people say this. Acupuncture is the orange juice and chocolate bars of Chinese medicine. Oh, okay. And okay. it works. What would happen if you dip the needle – in a little bit of orange juice, and then what tap do you think it in. he did? That's exactly what. That's he did. what he did. Okay, yeah. I didn't notice the OJ. So Billy's feeling fucking great, and she and my my lady's like, my my love, how are you doing? He's like, you know, you're not my slave, right? <laughs> and then he teach he gives her he gives her a lesson in women's lib. It was like he just tells us about Gloria Steinem and all this shit, and Susan B. Anthony, and she's like. 
I've been off the boat for like a year. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And yeah. Like, you're a good person. You don't need to be my slave. But I want you to be my slave at the same time. <laughs> I, I want. <laughs> and so she tries to explain, Billy, I have a very strange past. I, uh, I was bought. Milo, you know, I don't like you sleeping on the floor. You should have your own room. It is my place to serve you. Serve me? You're not my servant. You're my friend. I can be a friend to no one. I was purchased as a servant a long time ago. People don't buy people. People can't buy people! Oh, can't they? And then Yin just dun 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 right there, right at the moment. He's like, that woman there's a twelve-year-old whore, to be exact. That's where I found her in a whorehouse. That's all she'll ever be is a whore. Don't you know what a whore is, Billy? Yes, and I know what a friend is, and I know what scum is. Walk. Whoa. So I'm guessing he thinks he's in a scum. I'm guessing that too. That's the spectrum. That's the Billy spectrum right here. Whore, friend, scum. And Billy's like. I will protect you, my my law. Mm. Their love is blossoming like a beautiful flower. So Billy's train, uh, not Billy Scott's training, and oh yeah, <laughs> he's got he's ready to go. So he needs his disguise, and it's an amazing disguise. <laughs> okay, oh boy, he's- we th- we thought Vinny's disguise was bad. <laughs> this oh. is this is the. Scene that made me go like Griff, we have to cover this movie. I don't know how we just let it go for so long. We did Gage One like two years ago. We need to we need to leave some of those gems out there for other people. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to it eventually. Right. But I was like, oh my god. Okay. So you know, Reb's like a fuck. He's Captain America. He's Aryan Superman. Blonde haired, blue eyed. So he's got to like really go undercover. So he gets a fucking. He goes to the Halloween USA. Gets a Steven Seagal Nang Chen wig. But it has curled bangs. We styles it a little. We want yeah. like real. I mean, I'll give him this credit. If I were talking to him face to face, I would be staring at that hairpiece. I would not be able to notice his beautiful uh, features. <laughs> and somehow he got a hold of uh, Vinny's mustache. He got a gigantic <laughs> yes. fucking Groucho Marx mustache. He does. He does get the soul patch. Soul patch. Yeah, soul patch. A little soul patch. And it's like it's like who the fuck is this guy? I have no idea. Of course, by that you mean that uh, Ogami and Sho laugh their asses off at him. They're constantly ribbing him. I I love this because Reb is doing all this just for the love of his friend. He's not a good fighter anymore. He doesn't have the tone anymore. He's getting old. He's got fluffy hair. He's got to put on a silly disguise. He's getting just embarrassed by these fucking masters. Most people couldn't. Wait to get Billy off their hands. Yeah, and he's just like, no, I'm going through. That could have been his chance to move on with his life, right. move a woman in with him, because you know he can go anywhere. He was he had a threesome lockdown in a second after mentioning <laughs> the tortilla chips. Right. What the fuck? The silver tongue on this man, you know? Right, and you know Billy's constantly cock blocking him with his nonsense. Yeah. So who knows the last time Scott's been laid? God, I heard the it. funny noises in your bedroom. Come out here and watch. Don't Netflix. hurt my friend! No, and then he God, kills no. the woman. Oh no, like, Billy! <laughs> Shit, I'm just fucking her. Do you know what fucking is, Billy? <laughs> we gotta put her under the bridge. 
Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, we got Yin. He, um, we're watching uh, Billy do a little bit of a workout here. He's working the punching bag. He's fucking very daintily. He's very daintily. zapping it. Well, he doesn't want to explode it. <laughs> okay. It's too big. I don't want to hurt his hands. <laughs> and then he gets, he walks over. Milo's also sitting there just like a, she still doesn't have a chair or anything. She's sitting oh, in the corner. Yen's got a beautiful you're throne. You're not a slave, but you're not good enough for a chair. Yen's got a beautiful throne. He's got his cane there and everything. He's got Dr. Wu coming in, give, feeding him grapes and everything. Milo finally pops out of the corner after uh, Billy finishes a set, and he, he, he's done working the bag, and he's going to work those kegs. He gets a nice little firm grip in there like a firm cantaloupe. Everything comes back to cantaloupe in this movie. Good. So I guess Wu come, Yin and Wu come to terms like we're not going to give him the juice anymore. Some, something's happened magically. He's doing okay. Yeah, well, they have a new gimmick. And they turn and look at Milo, and she's just giggling while he flutters her armpits because he's a child. He doesn't know what to do with the woman, so he tickles her armpits. They're like, "We we got for controlled. We have Milo. That's it. That's their okay. That's his new uh, Hot Wheel." And then I love how Wu's like, "Oh, by the way, you know his friend Scott? Yeah, he's he's in disguise. He's gonna he's gonna." Get in the tournament. What the fuck was that? Why did they work that line in there if they're going to do nothing with it? Spoiler alert. They do nothing with that information. No. They let him fight nine <laughs> fights throughout the tournament. They never stop him once. Well, they I guess they know how good Scott is as a fighter. So they're like, hey, we, may, we can make money off them. Maybe. Dude, I don't know. They're all about the Benjamins. That's a good point. Oh. So they're at the uh, place where they register for the tournament. That's right. And Ogami's just fucking laughing his ass off at James Parker. That's his mm-hmm. disguise from the Isle of Man. Scott, again, doing this for his friend. He is uncomfortable as all hell. What if I get caught? Okay, I guess Yin does know him because, but he was the guy who helped him. He's, he told Billy to stop murdering him. So <laughs> you'd think he would have a little bit of compassion for Scott. I don't know, but Scott's, he's got a leather jacket, some black sweatpants. <laughs> And it's like black tennis shoes and a cummerbund for some reason. He's wearing a cummerbund. <laughs> hey, that's what the Isle of Men people do. That, 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 that is what sets them apart. I like that. It's like a Scottish guy would have a kilt, a guy from Isle of Man, cummerbund. Yep. So in the back, we've got uh, we've got show. Get you know he's helping Scott, getting his mind ready for a fight because Scott's already got a fight. They need fifty grand just to get and in the tournament. I thought it was just a bet, though. Wasn't it just a bet? I don't know what I thought it was like an entrance fee. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't because tell. he go he tells Scott that he's like shit. Yeah, and give he's me like, fifty don't worry, grand. We have fifty grand. Like this pulls it out of his ass. Oh, okay, maybe they got the fifty grand. I don't. Maybe he did a non-sanctioned fight, like a prelim fight, to make the fifty grand. Did some uh, Lionheart fights. This is ninety four, after all. Same time, same place. The, Cynthia, I want to say it was that woman's I think name. It was Cynthia. She he probably met up with Cynthia and did a couple fights for her. Shit. Shit! <laughs> so, like show is like Scott, your first opponent. He's all kicks, no punching at all. Just get in, pressure him. Don't let him kick you. That's all you got to do. Use your upper body strength. Also, you're four feet taller than him, and uh, two hundred pounds heavier. So, just elude the kicks. That's all you got to do. Don't kick him. Do not try to kick him. Whatever you do, don't kick him. I've seen your fucking sweet stand kicks. They're fucking weak. So we get this beautiful music that that cuts in. (laughs) 
Jimmy Rosenbaum, and this is the Cage Cable Network event we've all been waiting for, our annual International Tournament of Champions. And for you newcomers to the Cage Cable Network, these fights are held within a locked cage. There are no rules, no weight divisions, and no referee, and the man left standing is the winner. Our first fight tonight is the Korean Taekwondo champion, Mansu Kim, versus the champion from the Isle of Man, James Parker. <laughs> Vinny uh, does a nice job explaining the rules and introduces James, of course. That's uh, Reb's character From now. Isle of Man. It's James <laughs> Parker. Very good job. Scott immediately goes up to his <laughs> opponent and starts throwing kicks at him. And he pays dearly for it. Yes. Starts getting his ass kicked. Reb gets his ass handed to him in this movie. Well, yeah, because what it is, this guy, uh, is this the uh, the kickboxer? I can't. I, it's not the guy me. who kicked his thighs, is yeah, what they kept he's saying. He's kicking his calves. Yes. Yeah. It was so annoying. Okay. And even later when they went in the back, his calves are bruised to hell. <laughs> and they're all, just, Vinny's just like, oh, his thigh, he's going to need his thighs replaced if he's going to continue in this tournament. Somehow he figures out, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to punch the guy, not kick him. So yeah. He pummels, he's got a guy up against a cage, just pummels him and beats him easily. Yeah, exactly. We saw uh, Billy do this earlier when he just used his strength, his size, and pushed the guy in the cage and <laughs> murdered him, clapped his ears and made his you know brain spill out. And so that's what Billy realizes he can do. Because, again, they're so fighting against Scott him. Scott stumbles back to the locker room. They're giving him a rub down. Fucking putting smelling salts underneath his nose for some reason. Yeah, Ogami loved to do this. He kept grabbing a Q-tip with something on it. and Thought just, he had COVID. He's like, <laughs> He just rubbed it on the outside of his nostrils. That's his th We were talking about the flicking and uh, ice cube on the nips. This is how we got Scott concentrated. It was just rub a little Q-tip on his nostrils. Get that Coke residue. Yeah. So now Billy's up. He's going to fight a Russian tampon fighter. And... Uh, I guess he's called tampon fire because when he sees blood, he flips out and puts tampon up his nostrils because he gets punched by what was that? That guy was really chewing the scenery because he was okay. He worked strong. He was getting his moves in on uh, Billy at first, and then Billy reverses it, punches him in the face, starts bleeding profusely. And you're right, he starts screaming, and they licking gave, his. He was like licking his fingers. They gave this guy three minutes to just lick his fingers, bleed, shake the cage. Uh, like then he shoves some ta two tampons up his. He's a tampon fighter. They say that. Yeah, shoves him up his nostrils, and he's ready to go again. Yeah, so he comes charging at Billy after we've had three minutes of just like him milking it. <laughs> yeah, really? Charges Selling at Selling like a mother. He's the only person that sells in this entire movie. Yeah, puts his head down, charges at Billy. Billy catches him like in a headlock kind of deal and uh, adjusts his neck for him. Yeah, and we want to point out Billy is not taking that rage inducing medicine anymore. No. He kills the guy as just Billy, the good guy we're supposed to think. He realizes Yin is working him. He's trying to get away somehow with Milo, and yet he's still willing to murder. So yeah. you're right. Billy is a psychopath. Right. But Milo <laughs> loves it. Her man killed for her. The cut over to Milo, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did this. He's so amazing. What? The? Milo's fucked. I mean, okay, she's got a fucked up past. Right. So a 12-year-old whore. Yeah. This is it's looking pretty good. Yeah. The life of the sociopathic brain damage guy. 
The only thing he can do is fight. So we go backstage where Scott's still getting that little rub down and everything. We we see him progressively become more fucked up. And later on, we see him. He's all bruised up and everything. I thought he was just wearing eye shit. Yeah, he did. It's like, no, that's supposed to be bruises. Bruises like, oh, and shit. Okay. Yeah, so like Muay Thai fighters, your next guy. So it's all kicks. <laughs> it's funny how like, that worked out. And he's like, by the way, where's the Isle of Man? And he's like, well, it's in between, like, Ireland and, like, Great Britain or some shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, shit! I didn't know that. I love it because that show (laughs) tells him, now that you know where it is, maybe you could represent their people, like, you know, like, with dignity instead of, like, a fucking clutch. Put your cummerbund on properly, like (laughs) a a guy from the Isle of Man. Tuck your pants back into your boots and fucking put your cummerbund on. Let's go. And adjust your wig. It's starting to turn sideways on you. John claude would never do that in Cyborg. His wig was always straight. That's true. That's right. <laughs> so Scott's second match of the day. And the kickboxer does what he's supposed to do. He starts kicking the calves, which you're supposed to do. Yep. And then Reb does what he's supposed to do. He starts blocking with his knees. So oh, okay. it, they're actually doing some like real shit. So you're happy to see this. Yes, I was it was there Exactly what uh, a Muay Thai fighter would do. We saw some terrible cage fighting la- just last <laughs> night, and Murray yeah. had a lot to say about that. Yeah, you know, pro wrestling Ooh. should never do a, a fake cage fight. Oh, That's my awful. God. I, I mean, I could see the punches were shitty as shit, but, yeah, the other things you were pointing out for me. So Scott gets a few punches in, and they puts him in an arm bar. Yeah. Or a run, like whatever, like, Excalibur would yell out. Oh, yeah. But, no, it's just stupid. a fucking arm bar. And then he, like, breaks the dude's neck. Yeah, they get up and they separate for a second, and uh, Scott pins him to the cage again. Like, puts his body in there and just like snaps it. Our question: Are you supposed to kill your opponent, or it just happens? I like, don't know. Vinny explains <laughs> the rules. I I popped in the audio at the beginning. I popped it in just a minute ago. If I did my job correctly, so you can hear Vinny's rules and make it for yourself. I have no clue because they don't always murder the people. But when they do, it's like, you're supposed to be the good guy. Yeah, Scott has no problem murdering either. Like, he has complete tunnel vision. I've got to save my friend, and I will murder everybody until I do it. I don't I don't remember if he had multiple fights in Cage 1. I think he just had one fight in Cage 1. I, I think you're right. Because he steps in. Billy gets too fucked up to fight the final match, so Billy steps in. or uh, Scott steps in and fights the main villain and beats his ass, so that's all he did in the first one. But he did murder that guy. <laughs> okay. So he murders everybody, apparently. And very nonchalant about it. He's like, hey, yeah, went in the cage. Yeah. Do, what, do what a cage fighter does. I, he probably saw Thunderdome. All right, so backstage, we got... Well, Yin's got a whole nother office now. It's a big, long hallway. We got... Billy and Milo just sitting at one far end of it, and they're kind of looking they're over like at Yin. Inspiring with each other. Yeah, and Billy's whispering something about, I should have killed him. So is he talking about Yin? We'll never know, but probably. And then he finally gets up and walks across the whole hallway and sits down with uh, Yin, and he's demanding money. He's no longer brain damaged. He's like, I want bigger cut. Yeah. We can work on that, Billy. Yeah. Uh, I want 10%. Billy, you don't know your numbers yet. Do you know what 10% means? I'll give you 1%. Oh, he goes, I'll give you 15. No, I want 10. Don't try to fool me. <sighs> try to fool him. And he's, he's still brain damaged, people. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's a very cocky brain damaged guy. He does look back over to Milo, and Milo's like nodding like, you're doing a good job. <laughs> Keep it up. Doing a good job, babe. <laughs> 
And he's all smugly walks back to me. Oh, I got 10%. That idiot. <laughs> and then we cut out of this scene with just, they're supposed to be looking in the direction of Yin, but they both look over their shoulders at in Yin's direction, which is now the camera's focal point. And they're just making nasty faces. They're going to get Yin. They're going to get out of here together. Because right. so he bought her. He bought her? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no, I'm saying that's why they're going to get out of there because oh, he's God. getting revenge because they bought her. And you can't buy people. You can't. That's what scum does. Yeah. That's what. I'm glad we're saying this on Juneteenth. You can't buy people. How did that work out? We're talking about. Oh, man. So, we're backstage with Scott, and he's getting the rub down. He's getting the, the Q tip. Get a little deja vu feeling here. This movie is constantly going back to Scott rub And, like, shows like the next fight's got to be Billy. It's got to be. Who else can you fight? So that's what. Um, so like Scott's excited. He's like, I won't get my ass beat anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna snap him out of it, and we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, uh, they're like, all right, well, have a good time in there with Billy. We're gonna go start a distraction. <laughs> we're just gonna start a fire. Yeah. And show when Oh How about we just call our backup? We come in here, we do a raid, and we just bust everybody. They point out that when the big match goes off, they're going to have the police there. They've already got the police surrounded. <laughs> but for some reason, they're going to wait for the final fight. Because Show has a bet, I bet. He's like, I got a bet on you guys. That might yeah. be it. That's That could be it. Cause, I mean, and we don't want to ruin. People paid $50 for this pay-per-view. We don't want to ruin their shit. That's a good point, too. Got to give so. the pay, you know the viewers what they want. So I, I think Cage Cable uh, Network has some uh, lobbyists in, uh, in Washington. Oh, that's so a good So it's like, call. we got to get the pay-per-view done, then we bust everybody. So Billy's going out there, or uh, Scott's going to go out and wrestle his, wrestle his match, fight his match, and he's all excited. He thinks he's going to get Billy. No. It's the great one. Wayne Gretzky? No, it's not Wayne Gretzky. But this guy is a knockoff of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, they're very much trying to give you the illusion. They wouldn't even show his face. Yeah. They showed uh, kind of short but spiky gelled hair. Right. No shirt, like big karate gi pants on. He does the splits. They do a shot of his butt, but you can't see anything because, I mean, no one's got Jean-Claude's can't ass. Can't see the gluteal crevice at all. <laughs> His butthole, we don't know if it's warmed up at all. I'm assuming if you do the splits, it's very warm. I don't know. Chinatown, from what I've seen, has no bridges, so there's nowhere to warm up your butthole. That's that's the tragedy of living in Chinatown. Coldest buttholes in the world. He's got no intel on how to fight the Great One. Doesn't. Because he didn't think he was going to fight him. Exactly. And Sho and Ogami are starting fighters. But as as we know, you know the first thing you're going to get from a JCVD or a JCVD clone. Tippy-tap kicks, and he lets off some barrage of sweet, pretty little tippy-taps. Well, and, uh, you know, he pulls, Scott pulls his uh, very finest Eric Sloan and just takes them all, and is like, cut that bitch up. Just fuck stroke. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. I just got tippy-tapped. <laughs> he, he just he fucking slaps him away and says, stop that. Please. That Let's hurts. fight like men. Well, that's going on. Okami and Show, they just go to some back room, like an office, set a fire. Well, yeah, they just well, put some paper in a, a trash can and set it on fire. Ogami sneaks up on Show and surprises him, and Show says, stop that. Does Show have a Texas accent? He has an accent, right? <laughs> it was something weird. It was something on, weird. Bro. Okay. That was where I was like, who the fuck was that? Because the accent was throwing me off. Anyways, we cut back. Scott's just finishing off JCV Lame. He's just killing him now. Right. That's every fight. The heroes take some punches, and then they just pummel the shit out. There's no, like, real back and forth. For real. 
And then he fucking hits him with that big old. He's got him down on the ground. It gives him the Rudy Ray rub out. Loved it. Rhett's wow. got a good so touch to him. You think he killed this guy too? He snapped his neck. A lot of neck snapping going on from our heroes. I do love that after this fight, we see Reb take two steps, and then he keels over and is taking <laughs> large lungfuls of oxygen. <gasps> he's, taking, he's like got an oxygen mask. <sighs> he's like, shit, I don't know if I can fight anymore. <laughs> I'm so out of breath. The show's like, don't worry, there's a fire started. The yeah. next fight's got to be. They're so nonchalant. They're just back. They're rubbing him down. <laughs> they got the Q-tip in the nose again. And they're like, hey, it's okay. We started the fire. Don't. And he's like, well, what's going on with the fire? How do you know how far the fire's progressed? What is this? Don't worry about it. Shh. Puts his fucking finger up to his head. Shh. (laughs) It's microwave timing, baby. (laughs) Microwave time. I I was in the Navy SEALs for a week for microwave training. That's all I know. So this this has to be the last fight. Even though I think Reb's fought more times than Lou has. From what we can tell, I guess he got a buy. He gets like a buy. That. He's the champ. He's the local champ, so it makes sense. So yeah, it's it's the man, the Isle of Man versus the man who's the size of an island. <laughs> and while that, while the, before the fight starts, we get this little little uh, uh, back and forth between Vinny and Ogami, where Ogami's like fucking with Vinny. This all is the time. this has been an ongoing bit. That we have decided not to pepper in a dozen times. But yeah, Ogami likes to walk up behind Vinny and just poke him and stand there. Because Ogami doesn't ear. talk. He just does all these shit to, like the shit like your little brother would or your big brother would do to you. Yeah, I think he took like his little gong ham uh stick. He did it. He's just fucking with Vinny. Just loved it. And Vinny Yeah, stop that. So alright, it's Scott and Billy. They're in the cage. Billy is a me or Scott's immediately calling out Billy! It's me! It's Scott! Uh, Scott has blonde hair. Beautiful, <laughs> puffy blonde yeah, hair. Scott. And he puts him in a bear hug, pins him against the cage. Yeah, the, he... Okay, there's an exchange first. There? There's a punch. It's more like a slap. <laughs> you know what? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll plug in some of this audio. You decide what the fuck these noises are. But there's like a slap and a punch. And, and then there, there's a moment where he pins him. And we're like, well, he's dead. We saw what he did again. A tiny 50-year-old Asian man. Uh, so he's clearly going to kill Reb, who is a man's man. Big puffy chest, you know. He's Billy! Captain America. Billy! It's me, Scott! And he's like, no, you're not. Scott's blonde. And then a show goes, oh, I got it. Yoink! Pulls off the Steven Seagal wig. Scott! What the fuck? Where you been? Oh, man. And they, they have this beautiful line. Hey, you hurt me. Well, you did me no favors either. He's got, seriously, he's, they put bad makeup on him. It looks like he's got two giant black eyes. Well, the blue stuff, Scott. <laughs> oh, has it? Shit, I forgot it. Oh, it's so, okay, the fire has gone out of control. People are running out of the building. This is where Griff alluded in the beginning. So we get a lot of those bad fucking canned screams. And they're just playing the same five screams over and over again. It's so bad. Oh, my God. People are fucking dropping their money. They're just fucking. They want to get the fuck out of this place. So we got Scott who, you know, is like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Billy's like, I got to go get Milo. So I believe our next shot we see. Oh, you know what? We get a little allude to what uh, Yin's getting up to. Right. And we got Dr. Wu. I, I 
I set that up poorly. We got Dr. Wu putting all all, all the money, the winnings got of a tonight. Cache case open. Yeah, he's loading it all up. He's trying to fit in some of the decorations around. It looks putting, to be about ten grand. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of money, no. <laughs> and you're going somewhere, Wu. I was just getting it ready for you. <laughs> just warming it up. You know, I know how you like warmed up things, so I was warming up the br- briefcase. So Yin comes in with his, his uh, henchman, Jin, and like, I don't believe you. And he pulls out, he's got a sword in his cane. Is that what it was? And then he just does the old thing where you're a little kid and you pretend you stab somebody, he just puts it underneath his arm, Wu's armpit. It's really bad. 10 to 25 seconds of <laughs> Wu acting stabbed. <laughs> He just smashes the tomato on his side to make it look like blood, and then <laughs> he dies. Kills over, dead, and we see Billy run around. He's popped the shirt on, so he's looking good now, and uh, runs in the back. It just happens to be the same back portion of the building that Yen has walked into, but he's got his gun out and ready. Right. So there's a standoff, and then so you figure Yen's just going to shoot Billy. And then Milo, she's like a, a side door. She opens her. She doesn't notice Yin at all. It's like, no. Billy runs to him. Just so happens, that's when Yin shoots, trying to shoot Billy. Yeah. Shoots Milo. Look like right in the small part of your back spine area. Yes, you know her kidneys ruptured. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, Murray. And she collapses, and then Yin hobbles away because she's a fucking cripple. Of course. And you get that beautiful moment where Yin is, or Yin, Milo is just, just touching Billy's face. Billy, I love you. And Billy, no emotion at all. Nope. Doesn't sell it. Like, just drops her on her he's head. Like, who's going to take care of me now? That's basically all he's thinking. <laughs> so Scott and uh, Ogami and Sho show up, and he hands Milo to Scott. And yeah, like, can you take care of this track? There's a dumpster out back. Can you take care of the Scott? There's always- a. Dead body compactor out back. Can you yeah. just go? Because you're used to take care of Mike. Take care of me. Billy's probably killed. I don't know how many like whores and his whores. I'm using air quotes. Women that Scott just takes care of because he feels guilty about Nam. <laughs> so he's like, "Sure, Billy. I'm used to it." <laughs> so we join Billy running after Yin, and we got you know Ogami fighting people. He's just random people. No, we don't need to see this. But well, he has they like want... a standoff with Jin. And then a bunch of goons come out of nowhere. Yeah, they were going to go one-on-one. Right. And he puts his uh, staff down, but then all the goons come out. So he picks his staff back up and beats their ass. Jin <sighs> gets away, but all his goons get taken out. Right. And uh... so Billy finally corners Yin again. And, he's, and then uh, fucking Yin's got his gun out and just fucking shoots Billy... I think he shoots him in the back first, doesn't he? He shoots him in the back a couple times, and then he shoots him in the front a couple times. It's all right through the shoulder. Same bullet hole each time. It's amazing. It's like a pool trick shot with bullets. Some kind of archery shit that he's pulling off here. Because Billy was distracted by Jin. I believe it was Jin. Yes, Because Jin finally admits, hey, you know that guy who shot you with the tranquilizer dart earlier in the movie? You remember in the warehouse? That was me. You were drinking the blue stuff? And then you threw it all away and spit it all over the floor. It's me. So, yeah, he, Billy okay. was distracted. Very distracted. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So, Billy takes Jin out. He's distracted. While, while that's going on, Yin takes the opportunity to shoot him. Yeah, four okay. times. Four times. All in the same spot. 
<laughs> he's a cr- crack shot. But he's wearing this white T-shirt, and there's a reason they put a white T-shirt on him, because they just smear blood all over it, and it really pops, because white and red, you know, red on white pops. What's going on? Scott finally gets Milo out of the warehouse. FBI finally shows up. Interpol, whoever the fuck shows up. This scene, oh my god! So we still have people running out of the building in their tuxedos and everything. They're letting their wives fall over, the girlfriends, mistresses, because they're all wearing heels, so they're tripping over themselves and everything. They're leaving them. There's people behind them from the triad running out to shoot at the FBI who are shooting in. With all this happening. Somehow, Scott is avoiding the bullets with Milo in his arms, finds a mulleted EMT guy and says, fix her. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> He's like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. EMT's like, oh, yeah, I've seen this kind of thing before. <laughs> it just went through her kidney. It's no big deal. Yeah, he just puts his finger and closes it up like the, the Dutch boy. Yeah. No more blood. Yeah, pop a kidney bean in there. It's okay. He looks at the other side, sees it went through, and says, she'll live. <laughs> Don't worry about it. This is a hot piece of ass. Is she taken? Uh, I'm pretty sure my, my friend Billy's got dibs on this one. And he's like, shit, I got to get back in there. <laughs> and so, yeah, so all, then the goons, like something out of like fucking Night of Living Dead, the goons just <laughs> filter out. It's like a video game. They're waiting to get shot by the cops. I know, and we get three minutes. Okay, this movie feels very slow because of scenes like this. Like it could have been a lot crisper. Yeah, this could have been a 90-minute. Oh, yeah. It was an hour 48. Yeah. So, yeah, the goons are... And then finally, some fat goon's like, why am I getting shot? He just puts his gun down, puts his hands up, and goes, oh, just arrest me. (laughs) Ogami, he's in there. He's trying to find Yen. Uh, Scott's going in for Billy. Uh, He runs into Jin and starts fighting with him, (laughs) and this is... This is like the third fight Jin's had in the past five minutes. Yeah. And this is where we get some interesting, uh, you know, fight and camera work happening. <laughs> yeah. They found another weird back area. There's, like, some fences Very happening. Dark. And just like Class of 1984, there's just ropes yeah. hanging everywhere. And then there just happens to be a noose. Yes, and they let you know because they put it right in the foreground. They keep doing this shot where they're moving around them fighting, and they slowly go through the hoop of the noose. It's literally a noose. It's, it's not literally. just like a rope We're like not with, fucking a, around. with a loop on it. It's yeah. a noose. And Jin is throwing all kinds of shit at Scott. He's probably seen Scott fight and sees that he's shit. And so he keeps telling him, if you don't use it, you lose it, old not old man. And they're throwing all kinds of one-liners at each other. They weren't worth keeping track of because this movie doesn't do uh, one-liners very well. Well, well, Scott goes, you don't use it, you lose it, and I got it back. <laughs> and then he starts, starts handling Jin and then puts the noose around his neck, and then it was, like, tied to something. I, I, I don't know what this noose contraption was. But it was, like, some kind of, like trap thing like the trap that gets your foot because once he undoes the other side of the the rope he goes fucking flying up and hangs himself snares snare trap is what you're thinking of yeah it was like a snare trap that he put it instead of it being on the ground it was hanging up oh my god that's for billy asshole that's for billy asshole and then he just fucking goes back outside because Jin told him they're both yeah. fucking gullible about their friend being dead. He doesn't need to go find <laughs> Billy. He never sees fire. Never even sees smoke. Yeah. So you think he would keep looking? But no, Jin, this guy I had to murder, told well, me you he's got to be pretty naive. If a brain damaged guy's using you for the best thirty Jeez. years. So he's just like, who is the brain damaged guy 
to begin with. It could this be is a good point. The third this guy move, is so trusting. He's like, well, this guy who tried to murder me just told me my friend's dead. So, of course. I mean, we're going to – look, Merman Productions has the rights for Cage uh, 3, and yes, we are working on the script. And we're going to be going into these territories of who is using who, who is the parasite in this friendship. And I think you know which way we're leaning. <laughs> Scott goes outside, sees me like okay, assumes Billy's dead. He accepts it. He got over it. He went through all the stages of grief in like two seconds. <laughs> I thought he was thinking like, well, my friend's dead, but his girlfriend's still alive, so I got to take up his mantle and fuck her now. And he's – I mean, we know about uh, Scott's sweet tongue. I mean, talking, <laughs> but also other – I hear it does other things, and, too. And he, I, 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 rec- I saw there was a dog bed in his apartment, there, so <laughs> Mila will be all right. She's going to be right at home there. So I also want to point this out. Okay, so Yin – we forgot to mention Yin had a helicopter coming to take him away. Okay. All right, so this guy probably was just hired. He probably just has a helicopter business. He just has no idea who Yin is. Just a regular guy has a chopper business. Yeah. They just assume, hey, that must be while Yin's, Yin yeah. must be up there. Because Ogami's outside with show, yeah. and Scott comes out, where's Yin? And Ogami, because he doesn't talk, points at the helicopter. So that's how we are supposed to know, like, oh, yeah, he's up there. And Murray, the great... Greatest. This ending's already been crazy enough. We're not doing it enough justice. Watch Cage Two. I don't know how you could do it. Watch Cage Two <laughs> to see all this crazy shit happening. But we're about to get uh, one of the greatest endings ever. A canon ending. This is a canon ending. No okay. pun intended. So I want I want you to do this beautiful reveal for us. We Ogami's been lugging this bag. He won't let anyone touch it for the whole movie because he's got a fucking bazooka in the bag. <laughs> so he pulls it out. Doesn't even care about the people below this chopper. Who knows where this is going to land? He just shoots the fucking chopper out of the sky. This once again, this guy could be, have no idea what Yin's background is. He's just he like did, he was confused. He's he just uh you. We actually get a shot of him up there. Uh, Mister Yin, I'm coming in for a landing. Where's the helipad? Uh, yeah. Uh, then he goes ah, and then he goes uh oh. <laughs> and then Vinny, nice. was Vinny the helicopter pilot? It might have been. Just like, without the mustache. And then Sky goes, got that son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. And just when you think credits are going to roll and he's going to kiss Milo, no. I was thinking fucking Luke, like uh, Billy was going to come out and be like, okay. I thought so, too. But we just see this double door, fogs rolling. Well, this, I guess it's supposed to be smoke because right. fire. Smoke's flowing out, and then you just see a cane plant itself and a little contraption, and you hear, like, Tin Man noises. <laughs> oh, shit. Yin is still alive. <laughs> right. And then, because we're not done yet, we cut over to Billy lying down, and he, the camera's on the ground with them, and Billy looks up at the camera. It's like a duality of the last movie, where Yin's body started moving when we thought it was dead. Yeah. So we close out with uh, yeah. Billy getting up. That's Then the credits roll. And you're like, what? What the fuck? Did...? And I want to point out the very first, the credits they have the cast, the very first credit is Sexy Lady Number One. I know. When I was looking at IMDb, I was like, what the fuck is with the? <laughs> it's in order of the movie. It's exactly what they did. So Who is Sexy Lady Number One is what I want to know. I don't even remember. Was it one of the bathing women? Was it one of the girls in the supermarket? Maybe. Was it the woman with a baby that you said was in the supermarket? 
She's sexy lady number one. Interesting. Maybe it was one of the two girls. Maybe they just combined them and made them one. Know. Maybe it was actually two, like one person, and they somehow did. Anyways, just great movie. But oh my god, they could have cleaned it up. Yeah, they it's always it. good to see Reb. It's always good to see Reb. I love him in the skies. If you were to watch any portion of this movie, watch the later half when he's in the skies. You can you can just cut out the front half. Yeah, you should watch it all. But if you were but gonna if you're wa- strapped for time, if you're strapped for time, you just want forty <laughs> minutes of Red Brown, second half. All right. So next week, Griff, did I ever tell you what I majored in in college, Griff? You know, we don't talk about education because you know we like to ch- pretend we're on equal levels. Well, I minored in microwave sciences. Oh, but shit. I, I thought that was only Navy SEALs. No. You can get that to class. Oh, shit. Okay. But I majored in kickboxing. Mm. And that's why next week we're going to do the movie College Kickboxer. That sounds great. It is great. It's got uh, the start. looks like uh, kind of rebbish and a little Cody Rhodes thrown in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's I would say it's on the level of No Retreat, No Surrender, that kind of budget, that kind of acting. You know, the, the people in the movie obviously never acted in a movie ever again. Oh, so much like this week. Early 90s, a lot of mullets, mm. a lot of Zubas, mm. a lot of kickboxing. Ooh, getting Sandman vibes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody pounds a fucking beer against their head. I, I don't think so. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's on Tubi if you guys want to watch it, and I recommend you do. So check it out next week, College Kickboxer. Make sure to go back, if you haven't already, listen to that beautiful tippy-tap we did on uh, 21 Jump 21 Street. Jump Street, the, the horrors of punk rock. I First time I've ever watched 21 Jump Street. I gotta say, it was a good idea for a show. Just a premise alone. Good show. Well, well make sure you go. First of all, you should have listened to it already, but if you yeah. haven't, go listen to yeah. it and keep it warm. No